Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tom Izzo, invite... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports talk in the best, best, best. Play-by-play in Lansing. It's what we do. It's what we do. Sports leader, the game, 7.30 a.m. Well, welcome to the Sparrows Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the dean of mid-Michigan sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrows Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. From high school to college and the pros, Tim has you covered. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan. And a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning, everybody, on this Thursday, February 29th, 2024, and welcome to another edition of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. And you're listening, as usual, and every day on Lansing Sports Station. This is the Game 730 AM, and it's your home for the local sports shows in the area and sports programming of note, and it all comes to you live from the Driven Collision Studios right here at WVFN Radio. Uh, Driven Collision is at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing. Joe Laird's people are so busy as we speak at this very moment, making banged-up vehicles look brand new, and they'll do that for you when you get your appointment with them at 977-0955. We have a Driven Collision story of the day somewhere along the line today as we get rolling. Brock's here. I'm Tim. It's a beautiful day in mid-Michigan, certainly unlike yesterday, a lot colder than what it has been earlier in the week. But you hear the WILX-TV weather forecast at the top of every hour after the news so that it gets you updated from the experts in the area. However, a lot of you are from around the listening around the world. How is it back in the area? What's well, a very nice day today, even though it's only going to be probably in the upper 30s. Brock's here. I'm Tim. And you can join us at any time on the Culligan Water Hotline at 300-4263 or email address tim.stout at w. Uh, VFN at tim.stout at wilx.com. We also have Pure Greensmith Tree, breaking sports moments. Pure Greensmith Tree to the rescue for you at any time. Landscape issues at 703-1111. We'll have quality dairy stats. Along the way today, all the numbers that we provide on the air at any time on any issue or any topic, those are quality dairy stats. 89 years for quality dairy serving with high quality in our area in every way, okay? They've got melting moments, ice cream sandwiches by the packages. 
at the uh, quality dairy stores around the mid-Michigan area. We have a busy show today. Thursday's always a busy day here uh, on the Sparrow Stout on Sports with our 2 a.m. stations. Uh, we have 10 district boys high school basketball championship games coming up tomorrow night, including the game you'll hear from Mason High School right here on WVFN Radio Division One East Lansing and Okemos. They'll play for a third time this season. We can get to all of that as we get rolling this morning. Do we have any other programming tonight? Pistons, Red Wings. Red Wings are playing. Oh, there they got the Islanders tonight, don't they? Red Wings are here on VFN, 645. Red Wings going for their seventh straight win. Michigan State women's basketball is on 1240 WJIM, 745 tonight. They're at Illinois. No, they're home with Illinois. Home with Illinois. Senior night tonight. Uh, There's two seniors. And it's a late start, 8 8 o'clock. Yeah, Yeah, 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. Uh, They'll have uh, no trouble beating Illinois. Then they'll win at Wisconsin Sunday and go to the Big Ten Tournament in Minneapolis next week, 22-7. and Probably. So that's out of the way. There you go. Don't need to go through that anymore. Either the four or five seed. Probably the five seed, which means they get a single buy, not a double buy. You know the Red Wings will win their seventh game in a row tonight. Hope so. They're not losing to the Islanders. Uh, hope so. So that's seven straight for them. They're play- uh, d- see, don't put the Dean curse on them, Tim. Have a good trip this morning. Michigan State's hockey team is assembling as we speak. They charter out of here on a nice day. They fly over the lake to Madison. You heard uh, uh, their Adam Nightingale, the Michigan State coach, tell us their travel plan yesterday. They'll work out later today in Madison. Play 9 o'clock tomorrow night, Saturday night to end the regular season in Big Ten hockey. So we got that this weekend. Besides the high school games, we'll get to the 10 district championship matchups, and you're going to get a real bonus this morning. You're going to get the determined winners and the margin of victory in all 10 district championship games. Where else do you get that? You don't get that anyplace else. Oh, by the way, I went over the list uh, this morning with your picks for the district semifinals, the ones that you said you had a clue on. Because uh, there was a couple that you, you had no idea because you didn't know any of the, the the team the other team that a local team was playing. Uh, you went twelve and three. Well, that's a bad day. That's only eighty percent. If I'm not at that ninety five percent, Mike, like a goalie and save percentage, and I figure that's a very very bad day. So the Gale goal here is to go ten and zero for all the boys district titles tomorrow. There ten districts. Tim for you twelve and three is really good. Nah, you gotta that's throw bad. In the, you got to throw in the Dean curse. That's in there. horrible. And you and I. You, oh, I'd no, like to public. I'd like to publicly apologize for missing three district semifinal see? games yesterday. But the ten finals we got coming up. Here And having said that, I'll go away. Before I get Brock's two cents worth on what he saw last night, I'm going to merge that. Might as well do it now. Into the the uh, Daily Gillespie Group, Daily Sparrow Stout on Sports High School Salute. Because now at this time of the year, because of what he sees the night before, I say, okay, give me a Gillespie salute. i got to have a good one for him this morning. Well, there is a good one. All right, go. the Gillespie Group is renowned for bringing positive change through creative real estate solutions. Many of their developments are recognized clearly locally and nationally in the Gillespie uh, phone number for a tour of a Gillespie property is 679-7364. So I said to Brock, from what you saw last night, give me a Gillespie Group Sparrow High School salute for Thursday morning. Well, it's very easy. It's uh, Okemos senior Colin Alexander. He had 28 points last night in uh, their uh, big win over Mason, 67-52. He scored 20 of his 28 in the second half and 16 of his 28 in the fourth quarter. He had four three-pointers right in a row, 
when Mason was pressing and Okemos was able to break the pressure behind the really good play of Brandon Pruitt, their guard. Uh, he's able to break the pressure, pressure, and they stayed aggressive offensively. They didn't pull it back out and be all deliberate and everything. They kept being aggressive, and he hit four three-pointers in a row, or he think he hit four out of four three-pointers in five possessions, and Okemos uh, built out a 48-40 lead to double figures and ended up winning over a really good Mason team. Great crowd last night. Wasn't a sellout, but it was pretty close, and uh, Okemos got it done. They, uh, they had a 17-point lead in the first half. Um, and Mason made a big run to get it down to four, that or get it down to five, rather. And then Okemos started the second half on an 8-0 run. Mason made another run to get it into single digits, and that's when uh, Okemos was able to win it behind Colin Alexander. 28 points last night, the senior, and uh, they play tomorrow night. The, the uh, Gillespie group focuses on experience-based living, and it's outfield lofts in the stadium district. <coughs> Excuse me. You can catch a Lugnuts baseball game from your balcony, or from your couch. You can live in the outfield. Call for a tour again from the Gillespie's for any Gillespie property at 679-7364. And Brock just gave you once again the Gillespie salute this morning is from Okemos High School. Yeah, the senior, Colin Alexander, number 22. That's his number. And uh, he had 28 points last night in their big win at Mason in the district semifinals. They'll play East Lansing for the district title tomorrow night. You'll hear it here on WVFN at 645. So of the three games I missed, the most noteworthy would be Mason. I had them... Uh, Mason. Oh, and I heard about it from two assistant coaches. Yeah, give, me a, give me the scoop. So those two assistants apparently were tuned in to check it out. And yep. if it was an issue, I'd like a little credit then for the Okemos win because that was bulletin board material. Yep. That you know who is picking Mason to win on its home floor tonight. Nokomis pulled it out. Now, having said that, uh, I think you're going to be in for a nail biter tomorrow night. I agree. I agree. They were two close games when they played in the regular season. Scores were not indicative of how close it was because East Lansing ended up winning by double figures in both games, but it was much closer than that. Went right down to the last three minutes or so. Do you want the results of tomorrow night's district championship games? There are 10 in the area of 128 district finals in the boys' tournament across the state of Michigan, and here we go. Uh, there are 10 districts. You'll see all the results and highlights on the Friday Night Frenzy on Channel 10 tomorrow night, 11-15. And here's what and you're Tim, going to see. And one more thing, Tim. I will recap everything on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. until 11 for High School Rewind here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Also go over the girls' basketball district matchups, which are next week. And, of course, Brian Calloway, the prep sports editor of the Lansing State. Well, that's going to be, as well. that'll be mandatory listening then. There you go. Go. Uh, East, it'll be the third time they've played, and it'll be right to the wire at East Lansing. And there could be some controversy in this game because they're both going to be wired. I'll take yep. East Lansing to make it three wins, but only by three points. Okay. Okay. Uh, over Okemos. Okay. Waverly and DeWitt play for Division One title, and that one... Uh, That's at Grand Ledge. At Grand Ledge, and uh, Waverly's going to win that by 10. Okay. Uh, Stockbridge is at Langsburg. Langsburg's won 250,000 games in a row. Stockbridge is good. Yeah, they are. They're 17 and 6. But Langsburg wins that by 14. Okay. Lansing Sexton's won 16 straight games. Quality dairy numbers. Sexton goes to Charlotte to play Charlotte for the district title. Sexton makes it 17 wins by 8. Okay. Portland is at Ionia. That game's going to be very close at the wire. Portland wins it by 2. Okay. 
Uh, Williamston plays Chelsea in Fowlerville. That one's a tight one, but I think Chelsea's going to win that by three or possibly more over right. Williamston. Okay. Pawama Westphalia is at Maple Valley. That's, a, that's, a, at, that's Potterville. at Potterville. I'm sorry. Pawama Westphalia, Maple Valley at Potterville. PW wins it going away by 15. Okay. Ovid Elsie is at Chesening. The home team's got way too much. 14 for Chesening to win that. Chesening's undefeated. They're 23 and 0, I think. Portland St. Pat's and Fowler in a CMAC showdown. The game's at Bellevue. Tight Fowler wins it by four. Okay. And uh, then the last one is Brighton, somebody else. Brighton Livingston Christian against Weberville. At Weberville. At Weber Weberville High School. Weberville wins by four. What yeah. if I go nine and one and I missed on the again? No, knowing you, you'll be complaining. So, I mean, you went 12 and three, which is terrific by by your So for was, you, it was a that's very, terrific. It was an off night. I'd like to apologize publicly for missing three. You did pick When a, I usually get about 95% no, correct. The people know the truth. You now, do. if Okamas wins tomorrow night after I picked against him, in the entire district, and those guys come up and say something to you, you tell them, well, you know, you better thank him because no, he gave, no, I gave will. your guys incentive to go ahead and prove them wrong. I will. No, no, I will. I do think that game's going to be a. It's, that, I mean, some. I, I know one thing. There's going to be a very good team that's done without a district title. Tim Mason was twenty and three, and they didn't win a district game. At home. At home, and they're very good. But they just didn't, you know, watching the game last night, they just didn't have enough big people to, to contend with the Walton twins, Colin and Brennan. And they had foul trouble last night. And Jeff Wanch, the Okemos coach, did a very good job of getting through the game with those guys on the floor. He, he, he made sure one of them was on the floor at all the time. But after they got in foul trouble, he couldn't play them together. So they had to spread them apart, and neither of them fouled out. That was the main thing, stay on the court for those guys. Michigan State Spring Sports. In Wilmington, North Carolina last night, that softball final, Michigan State 10, Wilmington 6. After starting 0-5, the Spartan women are now 8-9. and 9. Now, they haven't played, you know, I mean, the, the big the game they played against a team their own size, they got to be 22 to nothing by Duke. But they're 8-9. North Carolina, Wilmington, they were behind, came back to win 10-6. I think the bigger surprise was in baseball. That final at SEC Georgia last night where the Bulldogs went in with an 8-1 and record. In seven innings last night, Michigan State 19, Georgia 6. Mm. Fred asked me about that this morning, and I said, "All I could, he said, what do you make of that? And I said, what I make of that is Georgia baseball is probably not like Georgia football. With that win, the Spartan baseball team's now 3-5 and five and stays on the road. Spartan baseball hoping for its first home game March 15th, the first of a three-game series against Evansville. Will they get it in or no? Glad you said hoping because you never know around here. So those are scores. I, I didn't even know Caitlin Clark was anywhere on TV last night. I didn't know where they were. I wouldn't have known. I didn't. I think look. they were on Peacock, but she had 33 last night. Doc and dominated the, to the tube last night, and I was too tired to go someplace else, and I didn't see much. She had all the NBC shows on last night. She's a big NBC fan. So she had them all on. I was too tuckered out last night. Yesterday was a long day, a lot going on. I, I was just too tired. So I watched. Yeah, Fred's but you got two donuts this morning. So you're in a good. You're in a good mood, and then you get on the air, and now you're complaining. You went twelve and three with your picks, which is great. Well, that's for you, a downer. But you're. But you're I'm, just complaining and complaining. I Tim. just took a couple of sedatives here because I'm so depressed. You're about still complaining three about your shoulder. Schools. You're not going to go to the doctor to have it looked at. You're not even going to go see Dr. Jill Marlin, who's willing to help you out. I don't want to put the. I don't want to put the curse on him. See. <laughs> <laughs> see, I've tried. I've tried more ways than one. Uh, 
Uh, but she's coming up. And then uh, That's Jake's, why I mentioned we're her. Doing Jake's doing, he's going to tell us about how they beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Could State football beat, you know, the bigger deal is could State football beat the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens. Yeah, I don't and know And the about baseball that. game, I only went seven innings last night. I didn't know they had a mercy rule in baseball. Well, I'll have to ask him that. Yeah, yeah, ask him that. Because I don't know that. I didn't see that coming, especially since Georgia. Now, Georgia hadn't played anybody. That was They had opened with Florida and got beat. And then last night they played Michigan State and they got beat. What they've got, I don't know. I will tell you that the Lansing Lugnuts are soon to announce the 2024 Hall of Fame class. And as Jesse told us earlier, last year, the last couple of classes have been two inductees. This year it'll be four. And the committee that chooses the Hall of Fame classes every year have made their picks. And uh, they uh, there, there's some familiar names on there. Okay. And when Jesse announces it, then we'll pass it on to you. But there will be four. There is no date yet that is set for the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for the Michigan Baseball Hall of Fame at Jackson Field. Some, it's usually in June or July. But when he's done notifying those who are in the 2024 class then he'll pass that on to us and we'll pass it on to you, other than the fact that he already said, told everybody that there are four inductees in this year's class from two. But last year, it was a Fred Decker, the former Western Michigan baseball coach, and the late Danny Litweiler, who was the uh -huh. Michigan State coach. Those two were in the 2023 class. There will be four in the 2024 class. And again, all those plaques and all of the decorations are in the outfield, left field, the center field, at Jackson Field. You can wander around when you're at a Lugnuts game, go out there and see I think that's 15 years young now, the Michigan Baseball Hall of so. Fame. I think so, yeah. You're in, uh, yeah, you're in the neighborhood. Something like that. So that kind of that's just kind of a potpourri. I haven't gone through some of the things we saw yesterday, saw last night. Um, and uh, what I like is the fact that the mystery to me of sports is uh, that Minnesota women's team at home beat Michigan State by 19. The Minnesota women's team at home last night lost to Iowa by 48 and Iowa beat State at the buzzer when they met each other, and I'm trying to justify how you can make that work, and I guess that's why they play the games, because you never, ever, ever know. And why do I think the Michigan State men are going to give Purdue all they want Saturday night? To break, we go, and back we come, and you're listening to the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Golf is never out of season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. Regardless of the weather or the time of the year, you can practice with the facilities. And the pro shops have all kinds of spectacular apparel and Michigan State artifacts you really can't find anywhere else. Great for gift-giving ideas at any time of the year. Online, golf.msu.edu for everything Michigan State. And the 2024 season has got a lot of opportunities for golfers everywhere. Forest Acres Complex Golf at Michigan State. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top line ideas, more bottom line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job, 
and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. Mexican food like nowhere else. The Qdoba restaurants in our area, especially Okemust East Lansing and Clippert Street Frandor, serving customized burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and so much more. You can order online, and there are many health-oriented options as well. Great for carryout and catering. In Okemust, call 580-8121. Always popular, always tasty, with great service every day. Qdoba, for the Mexican taste sensation everyone enjoys every day in every way. You'll love the Mexican Qdoba restaurants. The game, 7.30 a.m. This day in sports history. February 29th, 1972. Hank Aaron signs a three-year deal with the Atlanta Braves that pays him $200,000 per year, making him the highest paid player in Major League Baseball at the time. Two years later, Aaron became baseball's home run king when he broke Babe Ruth's longstanding record. In 2013, Alex Rodriguez earned $29 million, making him the current highest-paid player in MLB history. This day in sports history on the game, 730. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301. Okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374-1301. Bull Janitorial, the name to trust in the commercial cleaning industry around mid-Michigan. They offer a wide range of janitorial, custodial, and maintenance services. In addition to professional cleaning services, they also supply materials and equipment such as restroom supplies and more. There is not another commercial cleaning company you'll find that does it all for you like Bull Janitorial. They're open 24-7 when you need help. Call them 694-6642. Great employment opportunities at Bull Janitorial as well. If you've been putting off that car repair due to low funds or other things more important, Lake Lansing Road Mobile Service understands, so take advantage of their tax refund special today, receiving 10% off all parts on repairs over $500 when you mention this ad. Put your tax return to good use. Make an appointment today online or call 484-2300, extension 18. Lake Lansing Road Mobile at Lake Lansing Road and US 127 across from the Eastwood Town Center. Lake We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza.
It's tax season. Mid-Michigan Tax to the Rescue for you. you got to have reliable service, economic, and someone who knows your return in the future. So you got this handle moving forward. No one's better than Deb Allerding and the staff at Mid-Michigan Tax at 694-9545 to get an appointment. And they do payroll for companies as well. They're that good, that broad. Mid-Michigan Tax for you at 694-9545. From the Breslin Center to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. We're live in the Driven Collision Studios, right? Culligan Water Hotline is 342.63. We never know where all of our listeners come from any day from around the world. So on the Culligan Line, how about West Palm Beach, Florida? Bob joins us on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. My Bob. Hey, good morning, Tim. Don't sell that. I, I always enjoy having you give us a local weather view from your standpoint at the beginning of each show. I know that when I was in Michigan, I never needed it, but down here it's kind of fun to hear that. So appreciate that update. And uh, my comment today, Tim, is just very simply, I don't know if you've heard anything about the tickets for the Ohio State-Iowa girls game, but I think you can pick one up for as little as 400 bucks. And I see the top value is five thousand uh, for the game. Ohio State Iowa played Sunday. Yeah. And I'm going to get it down here because I refuse to pay for Peacock. So I'm going to get it down here. <laughs> I believe on the Fox Network. And Thanks, they, Tim. Okay. Have a great day. There you go. He's talking about the women's regular season finale, second-ranked Ohio State, and. Of course, the the angle for Iowa fans is, is it the final time they get to watch Caitlin Clark play in Carver-Hawkeye Arena in a regular season? Now, they're going to get her for at least one more game in the NCAA tournament because Iowa's going to get uh, their 16 first-round sites, the top 16-ranked teams. Iowa will qualify in that regard, regardless of how they play in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, However, uh, we'll have to see how that plays out moving forward. Uh, but again, that's a Sunday game, and uh, the more Iowa plays, and again, they won 108 to 60 last night. Uh, tell me, uh, talk to me. I just, Ted, uh, Jill's on the line. So uh, this morning, uh, my wife asked me. She says, she says Jill's on this morning. Peak performance. I said, yeah. She said, what's her topic today? And I said, well, let me read this. I got my notes in front of me that are passed on to me, overuse in children. And she said, I've never heard of that before. And I said, well, if you've never heard of it, I've never heard of it. But Jill Marlin from Peak Performance is on the other end of our line. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you? I'm more concerned about overuse in spouses for uh, what I may have to do for (laughs) chores at home. But this is overuse in children, which I don't qualify. So. No, <laughs> definitely not. But I'm sure you have your to-do list. Oh, do I have know. a to-do list? Yeah. And I know your wife. She's she's handling her business 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they'll tell you, I don't know what the marching orders where you are, but I'm on a tight leash. I'm just, she'll say, no, that's not true. But she said she had never heard, because she, she always asked me, the term, you know, what are you talking about today? And I'll tell her because I have the notes. But she said, I've never right. heard of the term overuse in children. Yeah. So when we're looking at overuse injuries, so that's kind of, uh, you know, with children, it's a, it's a topic that now when you're talking about concussions, and that has been really on the forefront, one of the next kind of epidemics that we're actually looking at is sports overuse injuries in children. And the numbers are staggering, whereas, you know, several 
years ago, this wasn't even really a terminology that we utilize. And now we're looking at over 60% of injuries that are occurring are due to too much activity in regards to sports. And the overall cost and the expenditure and the pain and the treatment and orthopedics and physical therapy has just skyrocketed. And these are injuries and incidents that are really difficult to treat because it's managing multifactorial injuries of too much. So it's not a trauma on the field. It's not something like somebody sprains their ankle or tears their ACL or something like that. It's actually breakdown, physical breakdown of tissue, tendon, bone, um, you know, digestion, overall sleep patterns, all of that because you're doing too much and the body is not having time to recover. So, uh, well, first of all, define children. What kind of ages are we talking about? Do those ages different, boys to girls, or as they grow physically, they're pretty much the same, at least as adolescents? And the first sport that comes to mind, and I don't want to condemn that sport, but the one I think about the most for kids being involved in an enormous basis is gymnastics, because if you don't get into that early and stay with it, it's going to be tough to become good at, because it's such a difficult sport, unless you want to challenge any of that. Yeah, well, definitely we see that. I mean, but more and more, and, and that gymnastics is in just the scope of, of practicing, you know, depending on, on if they're on um, elite teams or what status they are. Elite teams, you know, we're seeing gymnastics elite teams as early as four and five years old, where, you know, they're practicing four and five hours a night in regards to these. But we're also seeing that in dance. We're seeing it in basketball. We're seeing travel seven-on-seven seven football. That's now going year-round. We're seeing baseball, that, that's happening year-round um, as we're starting to see some of that. Bat, you know, pretty much volleyball, pretty much every sport now is starting to transition to a year-round sport, and we're starting to see more specialization in sports. So we're not getting the overall uh, diversity and physical activity in our kids. And we're starting this at a very, very young age and starting to even see some impact in regards to bony development where we're seeing bony torsion of the shoulders from overhead throwers. We're seeing um, injuries, groin injuries from soccer players. We're seeing, you know, tremendous amount of growth plate injuries in gymnasts. And those are all type of overuse injuries that become structural that affect these young kids for the rest of their life. So, and again, do you have a specific age definition for children here, or does it vary to any degree? Yeah, typically when we look at, at children or what we consider children is, you know, zero to 18. And so in, you know, typically when we're looking at growth plate closures anywhere from, I would say like 14 to probably 17, but in some instances at 18 year old, there are some individuals where growth plates are still open and we still have growth that's happening. So it typically is determined on when your growth plates are closed in regards to what you consider adolescence. So I hear the Michigan High School Athletic Association people always encouraging students in high schools to play as many different sports or one a season as possible as opposed to doing that and just concentrating on one. Apparently you agree that there's a lot of upside to doing that, but in the modern world we have to get ahead, is it better that Johnny just plays basketball because if he's playing baseball and football, that's taking away from his basketball. That's the theory. Yeah. So I think multi-athlete individuals, it's, extremely important to play multiple sports 
The problem is, is in the culture that we're developing with travel sports now, when you see the overall numbers of travel sports have increased in the last 10 years, 80%. And so when you're seeing, when you're asking an athlete to be a multi, a multi-athlete individual, you're asking them then to actually be participating in two sports if they're playing in high school. Like for instance, right now, you know, women's basketball is playing and my daughter is also on a, a volleyball team. And so you're asking them to, at times, do two practices at night. So what needs to happen is significant education within the coaches so that these individuals are not punished for not making four or five hours of practice a night. And we're, we've kind of gotten into a culture where if you're not at practice, you're not, you're not playing. Well, these kids want to play. And these are typically the kids that are the good athletes that are playing multiple sports. They don't want to miss out. So if they're at basketball practice but not volleyball, then they're not in the game. So we need to get together and almost have like this coalition of coaches that truly understand the dynamics and the pressures that we're putting on, not not only physically but emotionally and physical mental readiness for these individuals of these young kids that need to be treated as kids, not adults that are little, as, as we're asking them to compete. So there's a lot of dynamics and education and and almost like a coalition that needs to happen in regards to overuse injury in in children. And that's zero to 18. So if I read my note directly here, we explore then whether physical therapy can play a role in addressing and preventing overuse injuries in children. Yeah, and we work with this a lot because we see them in our clinic because these aren't typically injuries that are surgical type of injuries. So they end up in the physical therapist office. So we work on scaling back and improving appropriate load because load is important. You can't stop these individuals, but appropriate load, appropriate tissue readiness, appropriate recovery. So what are they doing for self-care? What kind of breath work are they doing? Where are they in a mental state? And number one, and first and foremost, how much rest are they getting? How much, how well are they sleeping? How much recovery are they getting to the tissues? And what is the appropriate load that we can then start to kind of push forward onto the tissue so that they're able to sustain what they're doing without all of these other side effects? So there you go. And it's 853-6800 at the locations in our area, Okemos, Mason, DeWitt, and Westshire Drive in Lansing. Anything else on the sports scene that caught your attention before I let you go this morning that I would not know to ask you in advance? Oh, on the sports scene, the only thing that I, right now, is just amazing to see the women's NCAA tournament being sold out for the first time ever in history. Like, how cool is that to just see the support? And we've seen over the last couple of years in regards to the support to, to women's sports, with whether it's Caitlin Clark or you're looking at Texas and Nebraska volleyball and, you know, selling out arenas, that it's just it's really amazing to see the, the support that we have across the country right now for, yeah, for those I, individuals. Yeah, I think you're mean. The, the uh, Big Ten tournament next week, there's seven sessions in Minneapolis. There are 109,000 tickets. That doesn't mean all the, t- the uh, seats will be filled, but the seats have been sold in advance. Uh, heaven, help yeah. them, heaven help them if Iowa gets beat in that thing. But if Iowa plays... Uh, you know, across the board, which, Breck, they'd have to play three games, right? Because the, they're going to get a double they're buy. They're going to get a, Iowa will get a double they're buy, They're going to get yes. a double buy. You know what else yeah. is pretty good, though, uh, uh, Jill, is Michigan State. Michigan State's not bad. Oh, 
Their three-point, amazing. They have more three-points than anybody at, in Michigan State history. So, it's, I mean, they have some amazing shooters. They play inside-outside, amazing. High-low is ph- phenomenal. They're freeing up their outside shooters. Love it. I mean, I, they're not the favorite, and I don't think they can beat Ohio State. But as you know, the last two times they've played Iowa, the last two years, they put, one was overtime, and they got them at the buzzer in Iowa City. I would think Iowa right. doesn't want to play Michigan State, nor for that matter anyone else does either. Now, they had a rough game here against Ohio State, but they're pretty good, and they're going to win tonight, yeah. and then they'll beat Wisconsin Sunday, and they'll be 22-7 and seven, uh, going into the tournament. So I guess good for them, right? It's amazing. Yeah, I love to see I love to see their success. Obviously, my uh, so my niece who is the head coach at Central did a lot of the recruiting for the women that are there. So I lo- I love to see them winning. They're they're amazing. All right, good. Well, if you need help from Peak Performance Physical Therapy and you never know when you're going to see me, but nonetheless it's 8536800 and they're good. I mean, uh, even Doc's been there and she swears by the way she said they fixed it. They fixed it right away and they can do that for you whether it's children or a little bit older than that as well. Thanks, Jill. Enjoy the weekend. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Have a great weekend. You too. We'll go to break. Come back. Culling a Water Hotline is 342 Our email address is tim.stout at wilx.com. I kind of love the responses that Tom Izzo gave. Yeah, there must, be, there must be things that Tom Izzo reads that he has to bite his tongue. He understands criticism. He understands when you're in the public eye. He understands in sports everybody has an opinion. But there must be some things he reads on a regular basis just drives him right up the wall. I haven't asked him about it. But when I talk to him next time, I'll badger him about it and ask him about how you... Because yesterday, like he told he told one, one or two writers yesterday, three, whatever it was, he said, you know, uh, Ohio State, he says, I, you know, I was trying to deliberately lose the game. Deliberately, as he said to the open mics, I was trying to deliberately lose the game. More in a moment on the Thursday Sparrow Stone on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up at 11.05, scheduled. Jeff Kimmerly from the MHSAA. At 12.05, we've got uh, uh, Jim Comperoni from Spartan Mag on 3.com with the Culligan MSU Recruiting Report. At 1 o'clock, ESPN Radio. Then at 3, it's the huge show. Uh, 7.45, 12.40 WJIM, Michigan State plays Illinois uh, tonight at the Breslin Center, senior night over in East Lansing. And here on WVFN, uh, that is Detroit Red Wings hockey. Yeah, the Red Wings are playing at 645. Red Wings going for their seventh win in a row. They host the New York Islanders tonight. You'll hear it here on WVFN. That's what's on tap. The game, 730 a.m. WVFN. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland are ready to make it great for you. The Antia family has created Tom's Food Centers and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me. And they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881 6623 
Janza 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn Team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. At Shaheen Cadillac of Lansing, you drive the future with luxury at your fingertips. Experience our lineup of eye-catching sedans and SUVs. Cadillac is the next generation of high-end technology where remarkable comfort and attention to detail change the way you drive. Meet with one of our product specialists today or begin your experience online at ShaheenCadillac.com. Get this 2023 Cadillac XT5 for just $635 a month. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Have you tried Penn Station East Coast Subs? There are two locations across from the Lansing Mall on Clippert Street in Frandor. And in the Frandor location, the restaurant closes at 10 o'clock, but you can order carryout on the website and pick it up up till midnight. Chicken Parmesan is the monthly special for March, but all the specials and all the menu items are unique from anything in the area. And they're great for parties and catering, whether you dine in or not. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Mark and Cheryl Kellogg have built the two restaurants into what they are today. Great restaurants in our area. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's amazing to me the fabulous quality of Washworld in cleaning your vehicle. Two locations in our area, Okemos and Jolly Road, and on the west side, I-96 at the MLK exit. State-of-the-art, full service, free vacuum. Who offers that? $2 off on Wednesday, gift cards available, and you can get monthly and yearly wash subscriptions. You're in and out right away. Your vehicle looks great any time of the year. Make your car or truck look great at Washworld. The best in quality, the fastest service, believe me, in Okemos and Westside Lansing. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want custom built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, custom built design and remodeling has been the leading full service design build remodeling company in mid Michigan. And owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google custom built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We Swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. Prestige Wine Imports, importers of a distinguished and diverse portfolio of high-quality Italian wines from the Italian Alps to Sicily. Well, they've now made their way to the mid-Michigan area, and the Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines are as popular as ever with mid-Michigan wine enthusiasts. You can find the Sonorosos and Mezza Coronas at Dusty's Cellar in Okemos on Grand River Avenue. Ask Matt Rhodes about those, and maybe he'll give you a taste test or Horrocks on the west side. Sonoroso and Mezza Corona wines, you'll love them. Penn Station East Coast subs are great any time of the year. A monthly special every time, every month, right? Uh, Clippert Street, friend, run across from the Lansing Mall. Dine in, carry out, have a great time. Great menu, okay, from Mark and Cheryl Kellogg at Penn Station East Coast subs. And just down the street, Frandorf's Sparty's Coney Island open at 2 o'clock each day. Tuesday, half-price Coney's. Tell Dominic behind the counter at Sparty's whenever they're there that we sent you along. If you want sports, you're in the right place. Score! If you want easy listening, 
It's not here, buddy. We're the game. 7.30 a.m. We're live in the Driven Collision Studios. Along the way, a Driven Collision Story of the Day. I got an email here, Brock, that might interest you. Okay. I'm going to read it, and then you can comment on what you hear from this emailer after Brock gets off the phone. Uh, and then you can go ahead and you can comment to me, uh, and, uh, and we'll pass that on to you. We have a number of guests along the way today. This email, Brock, just came in. So as soon as you have that lined up, let's just see how you react to this. The emailer starts, good morning, guys. I watched both East Lansing and Okemos get wins last night at the Mason Districts. My takeaways from the game are as follows. Okay. I should have followed this guy, not you. Okay. East Lansing has been without its third leading score three straight games for what appears to be off-the-court issues. Oh, While East Lansing me. beat Okemos without him in the lineup two weeks ago, Okemos is now playing like a well-oiled machine and seems to be peaking at the right time. Colin Alexander, who had 28 points last night... Coupled with the prowess of the Walton Twins, will finally beat East Lansing in the third meeting of the year, meeting of the year to advance. They could. Okemos is even though I haven't beaten them yet this year. Okemos is good enough to win. They're good enough to win. Sounds like you wrote that. You and no, this I didn't guy ought to that. get together and I didn't write that. You know, and, and do your thing. I'll be listening probably tomorrow night. I want good coverage. And I, you know, I want you know controversy, criticism. You know. Okay. Well, speaking of controversy, so you're telling you said before the break that. Tom Izzo basically told a couple of the he was, beat writers. Well, that, look, I mean, it's been well reported that the way they lost the Ohio State game, because there were, I guess there's a lot of controversy as to who he played and when he played players. Mainly Xavier Booker. So not that through Go 28 on. years that there hasn't been controversy that this guy should have been playing and that guy shouldn't. So, you know, I stay out of all, like I tell him, you coach him, they pay you, not me. I mean, you play whoever you want, whenever you want. It's not my deal. Um, I'll stir the pot a little bit. But anyway, well, right. I, I get a kick out of the coaches. He always says, don't coach my team. And then he lets some coaches team. And how he reacts to that, I don't know. I got bigger issues to deal with and to worry about who he's bad at. Not. But he was asked yesterday. He, he had a couple questions where I could tell in advance he was already mipped. Now, look, he's used to criticism. He gets that. Uh, you know, they're not going to win every game. And there are a variety of reasons. Sometimes because maybe there are things they do over differently. He said he hasn't lost one ounce of sleep worrying about how he's played Xavier Booker. I'm just the messenger here, okay? Yep. I'm not defending or condemning. I'm just the messenger. He says, but his best line was, he said, you know, I deliberately tried to lose the Ohio State game. I deliberately said tried. that. I deliberately tried. He said, tell your readers. I deliberately tried to lose the Ohio State now, game. Now, Tim, uh, in full disclosure, uh, during football season, we always talk about how teams, you know, how coaches do certain things where they subconsciously try to lose the game because they can't mentally can't handle it. That's the first time I've ever heard a coach say, uh, <laughs> well, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm deliberately for, trying to lose the for game. For anyone. Of course, whether coaches it's a media, don't do that. a coach, a fan, an observer, Monday morning quarterbacking is 100% accurate. Uh, you can tell after watching something in. It's easy for me to tell Dan Campbell he should have kicked two field goals after I see that they lost to San Francisco. Had they beaten San Francisco, I could have said, man, in hindsight, this guy went for it on fourth down twice, it worked twice, and they won the game. Well, it's a lot easier to analyze it when it's over, right? Yeah, but even if they would have been successful and won the game, it's still the wrong goal. I mean, like Izzo says to me, well, I'm just using that as an example. I know. No, I know. I'm just saying Monday morning quarterbacking is so much easier. And like Tom has said through his career, and he reiterated yesterday, he tends to lean 
when he has to make a decision on a player, on, on a veteran player over a less experienced player. You can argue that any way you want. And if they'd have won the game, you know, that guy, whoever it was, came through. And if you lost the game, then whoever it was didn't come through. I mean, it's the nature of sports in any sport. And, and I go with the old Perlis line. When you win, whatever you did was right. When you lose, apparently whatever you did wasn't right because you didn't win the game, especially if it's a close game that could go either way. I'll tell you one thing, he's got rabbit ears because he hears and sees just about everything. He's used to it. He understands the drill. He understands, you know, the rumbling and all that. Uh, I mean, like I say, it's easy for me to say, well, you know, he should do this, 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 and that. Well, it's easy to do it after the game. In, in advance of the Purdue game, what would you do? Okay, that to me is a better challenge. What should you do in advance of the Purdue game? Because how do you know who you call what strategy you're going to have is either going to work or not? And I'm not defending him or condemning him. I mean, I'm just observing um, I mean, I think every one of the, I don't think any of those coaches out there at this level are trying to lose, Brock. I don't think any of them are trying to lose. I think, you know, the nature of coaching is to take a, an educated guess of what you've got and go with it and hope that it works for you. Sometimes you have no option, you're going to lose regardless. Or you can't screw it up and you're not going to lose. But when it's close, uh, you know, and it doesn't work your way, and obviously I, I don't think there's anybody more frustrated probably than the players and coaches at Michigan State over the two home losses last week. And I've never been one through, if, if he asked me and he hasn't, I'd say I, I don't think all these guys are quite as good as their preseason ranking. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you got Cassius, and I don't think you got Denzel, and I don't think you got Bryn, right? And I don't think, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think those guys are over there on a consistent basis for sure. That said, everybody in America thinks Purdue's going to beat them, and some beat them handily. Maybe they will. They are ranked third, and they are playing at home. I, I, on a hunch, I mean, states that the pressure's different, you know, for them at, a little bit at the moment because nobody gives them much of a shot. But my guess is they'll, they'll, I don't think they're going down there to lose. You know what I mean, Brock? I don't think they're going down to Purdue to lose. Um, I'll be very surprised. I would, if I, state would wins. I would, like any normal person, I guess, pick Purdue to win. But some of these games are, especially in basketball, are brutally tough to call. All the, why would Kansas lose at home to Gonzaga? Why would Kansas lose at home the other night? They got, you know, and then they go on a road and they beat everybody. Kentucky goes to Auburn, wins by 11. Then they come home. They, I, mean, I mean, figuring all these games out isn't easy to do. Now, that said, I think State, if you look at the remainder of the schedule, is going to have to play you know, a much more consistent tight game. I think Tom be the first one to tell you that, to get through the schedule by winning next week at home against Northwestern and then at Indiana the following weekend and the regular season. I mean, I think these three games coming up, I think, you know, they're reasonably winnable, but they're losable. Purdue, it would be an upset win, right? Oh, my goodness. It'd be one of the big upsets of the season. I'd have to see how it plays out. But I, I, I'm, not, I'm not as sold that Purdue is absolutely the almighty terror. No, no, I agree with that. I mean, they're undefeated at home. They are ranked third. They are the Big Ten champion for the most part. Purdue still has to go to Illinois afterward, uh, which I don't right. think will be easy. I, I, last night I was trying to say to myself, name me the third best team in the Big Ten. And for, to, to me, by default... It's Northwestern by default. Okay. 
If it isn't Northwestern, who is it? Yeah. Assuming that you say Purdue's one and Illinois is two. Yeah. And Illinois can get beat by almost anybody. Sure. They state, almost lost state at home. Them, state beat them over here. And they almost lost a state at home. They only won by three. Well, they didn't have their best player in that Yeah, game, that's true. But they did have their best player over here, and State beat them by eight. Yeah. So, I mean, how well, do you... Because Illinois fell apart in the last five years. You minutes. know, the other thing is Purdue do to get beat at home. I I don't see that only because... What I think what helps Purdue is they've had a week to prepare. Uh, they're coming off the road win at Michigan. They didn't look particularly great there. And a lot of times, teams that are good, and they're a good team, when they get home and they've been a little rusty and all that, it's amazing how the love of that home crowd, and that place has got a loving home crowd. Oh, yeah. And I think when Michigan State goes on the road, they're everybody's big game. Just you like the Iowa women. When Iowa's women go on the road, they're everybody's big game. So they got blown out of Indiana. They lost at Ohio State. They can get, you know, they're in tight games elsewhere because they're everybody's big game. You get up to play them. Purdue will be very fired up to play Michigan State. And I, who isn't fired up to play State? I mean, especially on a road. When you get them coming in, it's a big game for you, and you want to beat Michigan State, which, in my opinion, is a big compliment to Michigan State basketball. Here are the news headlines. We've got guests coming up in hour number two, plus your calls on the Culligan Water Hotline at 342-63. This is the Thursday Sparrow Stud on Sports. Do you know much about taking the bus around Loudoun County? Well, if you don't, it's time to get bus savvy because Loudoun County Transit can take you just about anywhere you need to go. To work, shopping, doctor's appointments, the movies, you name it. And it's really affordable too. All Loudoun County Transit buses can accommodate accessibility needs. And if you have an emergency, you might qualify for the Guaranteed Ride Home program. Want to know more? Go to loudoun.gov slash rider information. WVFL East Lansing, a town square media station. station. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years. The game, 7.30 a.m. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The, the, the best in sports talk starts now on the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrows Down on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him the call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263 or send him an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number two this morning brought to you by the two Wash World locations. Oh, what a great day for a Wash World, right? On this Thursday, either Okemos and Jolly Road or I-96 at the MLK exit. Always free vacuum service, gift cards available, $2 off on Wednesdays, frequency discounts, and a whole lot more. Mostly the best wash you'll find anywhere, the two Wash World locations. On Thursdays, we always get a, uh, a good contribution to some thought process, high school related, from uh, Jeff Kimberly, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, who's on the other end of our line. Morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. 
Have we had any major upsets in the boys' districts thus far after two nights of play? Um, I mean, we had a couple last night that were that were notable. I would say uh, we had uh, White Hall on the west side of the state was undefeated, uh, lost to Spring Lake in overtime in Division Two. Um, Muskegon Reeves Puffer actually had defeated Muskegon High earlier this year. They ended up sharing that league title. Uh, Reese Puffer lost to Mona Shores last night. Mona Shores was fourth place in the same league. So, so that was a decent one. Um, Manistee beat Big Rapids on opening night. That was probably the only one of note uh, on Monday. So not, not a ton, but I think the Whitehall one probably resonated a little bit with people. And, uh, you know, because Muskegon always is in the hunt, people are keeping an eye on, on that district too. Uh, Brock tells me that the winner of the East Lansing Okemos game tomorrow and the winner of the Waverly DeWitt game tomorrow, they'll meet in a regional opener at Reed Fieldhouse in Kalamazoo. Off the top of your head, is that accurate? And Reed Fieldhouse in Kalamazoo, Western Michigan University, that venue has been used in the tournament for years and years, correct? Uh, uh, yes, we, we've certainly used uh, that facility several times, um, you know, by my memory. I don't know if that's exactly accurate. Off the top of my head, I haven't looked that far ahead, to be honest with you. It's at Kalamazoo Central High School. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it. Brock says it's it's at Kalamazoo Kalamazoo Central Central High School. It's not at Reed Fieldhouse. I don't think so, no. Well, we've definitely been at Kalamazoo Central before, too. I've covered games there with local teams in it. So, um, you know, we've we've certainly had games in, in multiple places. When you covered games for the Journal during your high school run, did, were there regional games? Did you cover games at Reed Fieldhouse in Kalamazoo? Oh, I was there for something yeah. because I, could, I, I know I was there. I can see it in my head. I think I was there for some sort of earlier round tournament game. You know, maybe it was a quarterfinal. Uh, I remember covering the Everett girls at Kalamazoo Central. Um, I don't know why that sticks out, but it's just in the back of my head right now. So I, I, know, I know I've been to both places for sure. So I can still remember the author of the latest book on Irvin Johnson. What is it, Brock Magic, whatever, that 800-page book that's just out. When he, or Roland Lazenby, when, the author, when he called me a few years ago, and we did this interview. I mean, you know, I was, on, I was almost hoarse from talking to him, giving him... So he wanted to know about, you know, obviously Irvin's high school days. I can't remember half the time what I did yesterday. But I will never, and I mean never, ever forget those three regional tournaments in 75, 76, and 77 when Everett went to Reed Fieldhouse in Kalamazoo and jammed that place with 9,800 people. And his sophomore year is the one I remember the most. Because when we got down there to broadcast the game on radio, when we walked in the door, the place was packed. 9,800 were already there. and out there. He was the Caitlin Clark of his day, meaning wherever he went. And then his junior and senior years were the same thing because they were in Reed Field House in Kalamazoo and the place was packed. I'll never forget that. And, and the show that, uh, that, I mean, what she puts on at Iowa, he put on at Everett all three different years. I'll never forget it. And yet I can't remember half the time what I was yelling at Brock at for yesterday. Could have been anything. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't... I don't know that we'll see crowds like that at anything before the semifinals. Uh, it would take talents like that. You know, I, I would think that if Saginaw High and Arthur Hill were to play one more time um, in a regional semifinal, that could be the sort of game that could draw maybe not 9,800 fans, 
um, but certainly more than five. But you know, certainly, it, what you're talking about is, is something that we've we've only seen a few times. Um, you know, even in our in our greatest hours here uh, in high school sports. Uh, this isn't a criticism; it's a financial question. Because if okay. it's if it's true that the East Lansing Okemos winner and the Waverly DeWitt winner, they're going to go to Kalamazoo next. Well, uh, Monday would be right, Brock. Monday for the regional. No, Open. Tuesday. Oh, it, oh, that's right. It's Tuesday, Thursday. Right, because yeah. the girls' districts are Monday, okay, Wednesday, so, Friday. Yeah. It, so if there was some kind, and I get it's hard to find volunteers and workers and scoreboard and officials and all that and venues. I get that. But I'm wondering how much more money could be taken in for the high schools or the MHSAA if that game for either East Lansing Okemos against Waverly DeWitt next Tuesday would be played, say, Don Johnson Fieldhouse or an appropriately sized gym in this area, simply because having it here, more people would go as opposed to driving all the way to Kalamazoo for that and then driving all the way back. Now, this has come up before, of course. Has it ever been in discussion about, let's see if we can make some work out of this? And that's assuming the weather's good, which it will be. Apparently, the weather's no factor next week, and that's a break. But but even in times you know where the weather in Michigan is suspect, how, how does this come up? Does it have any traction moving forward? And it wouldn't be just here. It's probably other places as, as well, too, correct? Yeah, I mean, we there are times where if we have games that are, you know, even farther away than an hour, uh, we have made adjustments to the schedule. Um, you know, and, 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 and sometimes that makes sense to do. Obviously, I could see pointing to this as one of those, but... Um, you know, at the same time, it, it, it's like you said, behind the scenes, there's so much more that goes into this and probably people realize uh, it's not just, you know, setting up workers, it's getting officials. Uh, it is, it's rewarding these sites for hosting these games for us, which not everybody will do. And, and um, you know, certainly we want to make sure that they are compensated by having as many games, uh, you know, at their site as we can do. Um, so it, it it's easier said than done, I guess, is the best way to put it. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it is. And, yeah, and like no, I say, it's not a criticism. Uh, I, I just wonder to myself how many more kids from those schools, whoever plays next Tuesday, would go, or parents, or community people they knew it was right around the corner, as opposed to going all the way to Kalamazoo and back. And I totally agree. It's hard to get schools to host these things anymore. So what, are you going to stiff them just because two of the teams aren't from your area? I get that. Well, and it's it's funny because we've every year about this time, and I'm not saying anybody around here hasn't volunteered. I'm just saying generally this is how it goes. Um, you know, every year around this time, people assume that we can just take over any school that we want to. Same thing with football semifinals. Um, you know, like we're claiming eminent domain or something like that. And and you know, it, it's it's not that easy. We're very appreciative of the the hosts that do step up. Um, that put in, you know, quite a bit of prep long before the start of the tournament to figure out how to run that thing. Um, you know, and again, like if this was two schools that were four hours away from each other or even two hours away from each other uh, or, or from where they were going, that would be one thing. Um, an hour, I, I personally just don't see it as, as big of a deal when you'll have a lot of people that will want to be there for both games that night since there are two regional semifinals, obviously. So Tuesday night when Mich- this week, Tuesday night when the 
area of the state was getting assaulted by the weather all the way across. I thought to myself, it must be a tremendous break for the MHSAA because there are no state tournament games on Tuesday. It's Monday, Wednesday. The girls were playing, yes, but those are games with a little more wiggle room because they're mostly played in the same area and they're earlier in the evening and so forth. But through the years, there have been issues dealing with the weather where games have been postponed or delayed because of weather, and then you have to adjust the schedule in the tournament, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we had some, we had snow days last night. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I think Petoskey actually had to push its games to today potentially, if that is, if I'm if I'm remembering the right one, uh, because they had some weather up there. So I don't think we had a ton of movement, but we certainly had some, and uh, it, it happens. Uh, thankfully, we have a bit of flexibility built in uh, for this week. Generally, when we get to that quarterfinal, semifinal, finals week, it's a lot more difficult uh, to move things around, but. At the same time, we're going to do things for safety's sake, uh, above all. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think uh, by the way it looks out there, I don't know that we're going to have to deal with those challenges a whole lot more here this winter. And uh, across the state, off the top of your head, just there are 128 districts in the boys' tournament. There'll be 128 trophies given. Okay, is there one district that stands out to you, just off the top of your head, anywhere besides here? Of uh, this is a super duper matchup of two tremendous teams tomorrow night. Oh wow! Um, I mean, we pointed out. I think somebody called or called or emailed you last week about that Division Two district uh, over at. Uh, Hudsonville Unity Christian. Um, I think that's still a big one. Grand Rapids Christian is uh, the favorite there. I had um, I had this East Lansing Okemos matchup is one of my better ones in the state this week. Uh, I Cast Tech is probably looking at playing King. Uh, I think I think yeah, because King defeated Gross Point South last night, so that one uh, sticks out to me a little bit. Um, what about Bur- yeah, I mean, uh, what, what? What's the deal with Orchard Lake St. Mary and Birmingham Brother Rice? Well, and, and and that's I would say that's a big one too, except for the fact that St. Mary's has has beaten everybody pretty substantially. Uh, St. Mary's beat East Cass- Lansing by nineteen. By East Lansing by nineteen last year or last week uh, took down Cass Tech seventy three to forty one. Um, that one just kind of shook me. I couldn't believe. I have a feeling if they if they play again, Cast Tech will make that a much closer game. I mean, this is the Division One champion from last year, right? Right. Uh, but that might be how good St. Mary's is right now. Uh, it, it's it's. I don't know if anybody's going to catch them. Okay. Uh, and, and you know, Brother Rice included. Uh, before I let you go, part of the. Uh Part of those, what was kind of unique and kind of cool to watch in the movie Hoosiers were the various local radio stations calling the games in the Indiana State High School Basketball Tournament. Off the top of your head again, I'm just curious how this has gone through the years. Of the 128 districts, does each one of those have some kind of a radio station calling the game? I know one of them does because this one is carrying Okemos East Lansing tomorrow night. Does every one of these districts have some kind of a live radio call? And do some of them even have more than one station taking part? I, I, I got a feeling that they do. Um, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because John handles that stuff, but... We have about 70 stations in our network this year, I believe. Uh, they do this almost exclusively because they want to be able to do multiple games during the football and basketball tournaments. 
uh, I guarantee that north of us, um, I'd say Mount Pleasant and north, there are definitely multiple stations trying to uh, get into some schools, especially as we get to district finals now and moving forward. Uh, local radio, I, I have such an appreciation for the fact that we have uh, a station willing to do that in Lansing. Uh, I think that's incredible because if you go north, um, it's huge. Local radio is still huge. And so we uh, we do our best to, to help our hosts make all that work. And just, you know, it just adds more energy to the whole three weeks of, of fun that we have going on. I, I've been surprised through the years that as I've driven through places, when Matthew was at Purdue and we're going back and forth to West Lafayette, there'd be on the weekends, on the, some of those Friday nights going and coming, we would hear high school football radio broadcasts from Indiana games and basketball as well. And, and like anything you might expect, some of them were very amateurish and some of them were very good. But for the most part, driving through Michigan, I've been impressed through the years at the high caliber and quality frankly of some of the play-by-play and analysis from some of the smaller radio stations in michigan of some of these games uh that they you know they aren't just blatant homers and they're not just screaming and yelling that they're pretty well done and i thought you know so and so doing that yet mount pleasant's got a couple of guys up there that i think are really good at what they do and i think frankly you 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 must use some of those local announcers on the mhsaa broadcast on football and uh, basketball right oh absolutely we play and any of our games that are on the network, if we can work it out with the schools, we plug that radio call into uh, the games that are on MHSA.tv. So we are always glad glad to have uh, those people involved. I, I agree. I love um, if I'm traveling up north, you know, at night on a game night, being able to turn on the radio and just catch. You know, now I know who some of these people are, so it's even more cool. But um, just being able to catch that local flavor of whatever's going on, uh, it, it's it's really important for them to do these games. You'll, you notice it because you see how many come down for our finals. We have a broadcast team doing that for anybody to pick up, but uh, these local radios always make a point of getting down here to, to continue covering their team. I mean, I can remember even in the football playoffs when I'd wander over to some of these games and sit by myself over in a corner of a press. When Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo teams are in, in this area, they've got like two and three stations. And not only are there two and three stations, they've got three or four guys on the broadcast. They've got a producer. They've got, they've got a technical guy. We've got the analyst. We've got the sideline guy. I said, it's amazing to me how some of them get into this A stuff. studio show? They've got a studio show they pre, got the whole deal pre half and post yeah some i was do it that i way. was ready to go ask for autographs by the time i got out of there uh so some areas of the state yeah i mean it's competitive between stations doing the same team and the same you know and the same and, and that was football but for the state basketball tournament i can only imagine because now you're indoors well and we you know we tell these stations you can have two people and you'd be surprised how many just work to try and get that third person which John is John's pretty stern with all that, thankfully, but um, it's it really is a priority. We always have UP, almost always have you somebody from the UP come down and do their games for the radio. Um, it's uh, it is very very much a big deal still to the people up up north. All right, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the games. Appreciate your time. Hi to everybody at the MHSA. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Yep, take care, Jeff Kermerly of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. To break we go and back we come. You're listening to the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. 
Hamish Aganders, take them back. For decades, the state returned 90% of bottles and cans, making the state number one in the nation. Today, Michigan is only returning a disappointing 75%. State can do better, and it starts with you. Michigan's 10-cent deposit is a convenient and simple way to keep the streets, parks, and waterways clean, all while conserving valuable resources. These are your roads, your lakes, beaches, and your dimes, so take them back. The message brought to you by ShoePan, a Michigan company delivering sustainable materials solution since 1968. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Doggy Daycare and Spa is proud to be the area's original doggy daycare center. With nearly two decades in business, we strive to provide your dog with the very best in cageless daycare, overnight boarding, and a full line of grooming services. Our expertly trained staff's commitment and love for your four-legged family member will be apparent the first time you step through our doors. With locations in Lansing and Okemos, we are convenient for everyone. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663. Visit us online at lansinghiphounds.com. Or better yet, stop in for a tour today. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m. And the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there in Lansing. The game, 7.30 a.m. This day in sports history. February 29th, 1972. Hank Aaron signs a three-year deal with the Atlanta Braves that pays him $200,000 per year, making him the highest paid player in Major League Baseball at the time. Two years later, Aaron became baseball's home run king when he broke Babe Ruth's long-standing record. In 2013, Alex Rodriguez earned $29 million, making him the current highest paid player in MLB history. This day in sports history on the game, 7.30 a.m. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. These are exciting times at iDevelopment, a company that has been so terrific around the mid-Michigan area for so many years. The latest for us now from Nathaniel Light. Nathaniel? Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me. Lots going on in all markets, starting with downtown Lansing. You're seeing more people on the streets, in the offices, back to work. It's a great sign. In fact, in our building, the Naps building, uh, in the spring-summer, you're going to see a great new concept called the Makata Club. It's a food hall concept with new businesses as an incubator. It's really going to bring stuff, bring people, bring small businesses, and a great food concept and bar to downtown Lansing. Pay special attention in East Lansing to Hanna Plaza and to our retail property Woodland Square in Okemos. Lots of good retail concepts for you to visit there. Check us out. Google iDevelopment. It's such a wonderful company, helping people in so many different ways. It's been that way for the years. 
eye development to help you. You never know what time of year you're going to need the talented people and services of Doty Mechanical, 615 South Waverly and Lansing, one of the terrific service companies in our area through the years. Heating issues, cooling issues. You need a generator. You need plumbing help. All of that and more from the great technicians at Doty Mechanical. They carry the carrier products. They're the exclusive distributor in the area. 327-7777. 327-7777. When you need that kind of help, call Doty Mechanical. The iconic Coral Gables restaurant on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing, more than 90 years young with so many loyal customers so pleased that Coral Gables has survived the pandemic and is bigger and better than ever. Catering, carry-out, employment opportunities, all of that at 337-1311. And the fish fries are spectacular on Friday night. When you've got some time to spare with friends and family, you know what the history's been like around that restaurant just east of the campus Grand River Avenue. You'll always enjoy Coral Gables Restaurant East Lansing. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing in Okemos. West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's, informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything, that's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. And just west of there on Jolly Road, leading edge golf across from Okemos High School, six days a week, 12 months a year. It's the number one golf retailer in our area. Everything for the golfer in every way, including indoor play. Leading edge golf, 349-7274. From Comerica Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 730 AM. The Driven Collision story of the day. The district championship high school boys basketball tournament games coming up tomorrow night around the state of Michigan. Back to the Culligawater Hotline, Lyle Lansing, Thursday Sparrow. Stout on sports. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, I've been around here a few years longer than you have. And I hate to use the word never because it always comes back and bites you in the derriere. But I have never seen a basketball player, men or women, that can shoot like she can consistently. She, I don't think she hit the rim last night. Who's she? Caitlin. Oh, uh, Caitlin who? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I, this kid is just amazing. I, I don't understand it. I mean, Boy, you sure, you sure, you sure do know your basketball. I mean, well, I'm, I can't believe you didn't see her last night. I didn't know. I didn't even know she was playing. She had Doc had the. She had the tube last night. I was too tired to move elsewhere, and uh, she watched NBC. I now, if I had known she was on, that would have changed things. I didn't even know. And if she was on, I didn't know where I could find her anyway. Peacock. Uh, I can't believe, though, that uh, that Minnesota team that got beat by 48 at home last night beat Michigan State by 19. That's the surprise game of the year at any level for me, to be honest with you. And she only played 29 minutes last night, and that's that's probably a, a record too. Yeah. You know that, and the team was what 22 or 39 for from three point land. That's just crazy. And the bucket's bigger. Do you have any do uh, do you have any interest in hearing the latest from Jake Boss Jr.? Have you ever heard of him? Absolutely. Yeah, he's, they they did good. They they hung one on the old dogs. He's on. He's on. He's after you. You know, you can so, hear him. As soon. I said hi, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> uh, last night, I told you earlier this That's morning. a nice little segue, Tim. Now, now that, 
Never mind. Never mind. Well, I told go. you earlier this morning, I said that final light, a couple of people at Tech, because I follow this stuff. You know, That was the, the second thing you brought up when you walked when in I here walked today. When I walked in the door, I said, you know, when I saw the schedule a couple of months ago, I said, well, I give State credit, man. They're going to go play an SEC team on its home field. And Georgia went in last night at home with an 8-1 record, and Michigan State hung one on them last night. 19 to 6 and 7 innings. So I thought we got to get the scoop on this one. It's a great And I did, and I and I the thing I asked you, I didn't know there was a mercy rule in college baseball. I know there is in college softball and in high school, but not in college baseball. Well, I, I don't know, know anything about that other than the fact that it said 19 to 6 and 7 innings. That said, Michigan State baseball coach Jake Boss, I assume the team is still in Athens, Georgia because it's part of their spring trip and they move on to South Carolina now is on the other end of our line. Morning, Jake. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. Are you still in Athens, or has the bus moved on? Uh, we are actually in Greenville, South Carolina, which uh, we've kind of posted up here for the week. It's a, it's a destination for us every year, and it's only about an hour and a half to Athens. So we've been here since uh, Monday and just drove down to Athens last night and came back. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, so I had to be quite a happy team on the bus ride back. Were you surprised in any way at the result last night? Because Georgia had, what, an 8-1 record going in last night. And, you know, I just think, you know, Georgia, SEC, good weather, spring, northern teams don't play as much, da -da -da -da, the whole deal. And that seven-inning game, was that scheduled for nine? How did that all play out? Yeah, well, Georgia was undefeated coming into last night, and, um, you know, I, I just thought we thought it was a great opportunity for us, you know, and, uh, you know, our guys, to their credit, went out and um, kind of dictated the, the way the game went, which is, you know, offensively what we really try to do. I think both teams were using some of their midweek pitching, which, you know, is, is you, you kind of never know what you're going to get sometimes with uh, the midweek games. You usually throw in some younger guys and, guys that are going to be good for you you know you think in a couple of years but just need some experience and so we did that last night and and uh you know i'm sure they did as well but um sometimes those things can be you know slugfests and uh, fortunately for us we came out on the other end of it on the positive end of it and so uh the 10 run rule is something that i know the sec does in their conference um but it is a uh it is something that's talked about in non-conference games before during the plate meeting and both schools have to agree to play a 10-run rule. And I thought with us having an hour-and-a-half drive, you know, getting back, um, I thought it would be a good idea to do it. And and so, yeah, it worked out for us. So uh, how did that game, Jake, get scheduled in the first place? When these non-conference baseball schedules get put together, especially for the northern teams that are going to travel, did you know someone in Georgia, or did they approach Michigan State? How does that all work out? Well, yeah, so their head coach, um, I've known him for a while. Uh, he was previously uh, at LSU. He was in the big leagues with the Twins as a pitching coach, and uh, I got to know him when he was assistant at Arkansas. And so, um, you know, we were just kind of looking around. We had a couple things get canceled on us last uh, probably midsummer, and he just got the job at Georgia, and uh, they were looking for a, a midweek game, and it just kind of fell you know, into our laps here it was perfect timing for us on our spring break, and we were going to be close. And you know, it's one of those. I've never been there before. Maybe I'm starting to get a little selfish in the way I schedule because I like to go places that that I've never been. And you know, it's uh, again great atmosphere, beautiful facility, and you know, uh, big name opponents. So it, it really, you know, again from a scheduling standpoint, it it worked well. We've got Florida State here in uh, next next weekend uh, on Saturday in Greenville, South Carolina. So. It's another good opportunity for our guys, but uh, you know, there 
there are times we take a page out of uh, Coach Izzo's uh, playbook is with regard to scheduling, and this has been a couple of them. So. so driving in this morning, I wondered to myself, how would the and I don't know how much you got to see, what would Georgia's baseball facilities and their entire physical plant look like, say, compared to Michigan State or any other Big Ten baseball school, given that that's a, you know, that's a well-known big-time Southeast Conference school? All their sports seem to be good. It's a big deal to them in Athens, Georgia, so on and so forth. What was their physical plant for baseball like? Uh, yeah, it's a nice facility. You know, I think it's... Um you know, very comparable to uh, probably what Ohio State has in our league. Um, and I know that uh, George is getting ready to pump about 50 or $60 million into stadium upgrades. So they, uh, um, so it's going to get even nicer. But uh, it's, uh, it's a nice, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful facility again. They, they, the upkeep is, is fantastic. And, uh, um, yeah, they're doing what they can to, to try to keep up in the arms race. Uh I don't know if you heard this or not. Well, Brock, was it Tuesday that it was 73 degrees here? They broke the... 72 degrees here on Tuesday. It was the all-time high record, not for the date, but for the entire winter in the history of the state of Michigan for that for the winter in this mid-Michigan area, 72. And there wasn't a cloud in the sky, no wind. All the golf courses had 150 players and carts and everything else. And then the next day, yesterday, it was 25 degrees after tornadoes went through here that were <laughs> Wish we were kidding, Coach, but that's what happened. There was wind on Tuesday, but yeah, we can deal with that right. when it's 72. I, I mean, yeah. it was mind-boggling. Because you got to go outside in February at home for some of your practice perhaps what more so than previous years because of the lack of the snow am i correct in saying that yeah we were outside i mean probably for two full weeks before our season started and uh got um you know i think the equivalent of probably four or five full inter squad games in um, before we threw our first pitch that, that that counted so yeah that's unheard of obviously for us um, sounds about right that when we go on the road, the, the weather gets really nice. And, uh, by the time we get home, it's going to be nice and chilly again. So I guess that's how it goes when you, when you play baseball in the north in the spring. Have you kept up to date in any way? I do a little bit, but I don't have the details on some, on some of the other uh, Big Ten schools and how they're doing. I mean, I noticed the usual suspects are near the top. Michigan got beat 9-1 to one by Loyola Marymount last night. They've traveled, and they've played some good teams, too. And and can you tell anything when you look at some of these non-conference results, or do you already know going into the season these Big Ten teams are going to be good when we get to league play? Yeah, you, we follow it a little bit. You know, I mean, obviously we're more concerned with who we're playing, but you keep an eye on who's doing what. Obviously, we're all pulling for our, you know um, you know the conference schools because every win that a Big Ten team gets is uh, is better for our conference RPI as a whole. So. Yeah, we do pay attention to it. I got texts from a number of coaches in our league after, uh, you know, after we beat Georgia last night, which was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there are no secrets anymore for sure. I mean, we've got video on everybody and all the pitchers and all the hitters. And, you know, we'll be well prepared uh, when we go play our first conference weekend, as will our opponent. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you really you do pull for everybody early. Uh, the more wins we get, the better our conference RPI is and the better there's a chance that we have, you know, multiple teams uh, get at-large bids in the conference tournament or to the NCAA tournament at the end of the year. Right. So what's the what's the schedule for the Spartans now between now and then when you come home? Well, we practice, uh, we practice, 
<clears throat> excuse me, we practice today in about 20 minutes, and then uh, we'll play tomorrow. Um, we are slated to play Western Michigan uh, down here in Greenville tomorrow, Florida State on Saturday, and Illinois on Sunday. And then uh, uh, we'll come home and be back home for the rest of the week and then make a return trip to Greenville, South Carolina, next weekend where we host a tournament with Western Carolina, VCU, and Western Michigan again. And so um, that'll be the last uh, non-conference road weekend for us, and then we open up at home in mid-March against Evansville. So uh, I've noticed that Western Michigan can score, and Western, what, split four games with Michigan, and they played in Arizona. But it looks like, I think one of them was 14 to 13, whatever it was. It appears to me that Western Michigan is a reasonable opponent to play because Michigan had all it could handle playing Western. Yeah, you know, Western uh, split with Michigan, as you said. Then they went up to Pepperdine last weekend and swept the four-game series at Pepperdine. They scored, I think, 55 runs in four games. So they have a veteran offense. They've got a lot of guys back, a lot of older guys, juniors and seniors. And, uh, um, you know, Billy Gernon, who was our assistant here at Michigan State when we started, is doing a a tremendous job with that program. I talked to him a little bit this morning. And, uh, um, you know, we'll have our hands full with him, uh, you know, for sure. We'll have to pitch it well. um, you know, again, it's an experienced group that uh, it, it should should be in line for a really good year. So, Jake, one other thing. With the win over Georgia, let's say Georgia goes on to have a really good season. It's a long way to go, right? But if they do, does the win over Georgia, does that help Michigan State? So you brought this up earlier. That, that helps your RPI number if things get tight over who gets in and gets out of some of these NCAA tournaments? Yeah, it's, it helps. Obviously, it's one win out of 56 games, and so... Um, you know, you try to stack up as many of those as you can. But, uh, yeah, there's no question a win like that, uh, provided that Georgia goes out and continues to play well, um, you know, really does help, you know, our, our RPI, both uh, both at Michigan State. You know, again, even the league. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, our tournament, uh, you know, selection is not, uh, uh, well, it is subjective. Um, you know, I really like what hockey does with pairwise. And uh, I'd like to see us kind of go to something like that. Um, But, uh, you know, our tournament is subjective. So the more more wins we have against, you know, Power Fives and SEC, ACC schools in our conference, uh, the better our conference looks. And what kind of weather do you have for practice today? Well, today is a little chillier. Today uh, we're looking at, I think, around 45 degrees, and there could be some rain moving in later tonight and even into tomorrow. So, um, you know, it feels like we're back at home <laughs> right now, but, uh, uh, you know, it's just one of those deals where you, know, you schedule these things so far in advance. Who knows what the weather's going to be like? Right. Well, congrats on the big win. Michigan State over Georgia last night in baseball, 19 to 6, and the Spartans play again tomorrow. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate your time. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll be back with you soon and have a good trip the rest of the way. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Talk to you soon. Jake Boss Jr., Michigan State's 16th-year baseball coach. With that win, the Spartans are 3-5. and five. Uh, They got off to a slow start at 1-3. and three. I think a lot of the Northern teams, you know, Brock, they kind of, although I didn't see that coming because Georgia was 8-9. Georgia hasn't played a lot of it. They played, uh, I thought they were 8-1 because it appeared to me they had lost their opening game to Florida 7-5, to five, if you look at their website. But whatever. Uh, they'd had a good winning record uh, coming in to play Michigan State. I mean, State was 2-5 and five going in last night, Brock. And I thought, uh-oh, brace yourself. This is an SEC team on its home field. Spartans won at 19-6. More in a moment. This is the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports.
Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up at 12.05, or thereabouts, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Jim Comperoni from SpartanMag.com on 3.com with the Culligan MSU Recruiting Report. At 1, ESPN Radio, Mike Greenberg. Then at 3, the huge show, 6.45 tonight. It is Red Wings Hockey hosting the New York Islanders. And at 7.45, Michigan State Women's Basketball. Mm. Bless you. Yeah, I had to sneeze there. I apologize, folks. You know how it goes, though, sometimes. 745, 1240 WJIM, Michigan State women's basketball hosting Illinois. And that's what's on tap. The game, 730 AM WVFN. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta, along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodysoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Hi, I'm Lucas Shaw with the DBI Office Outlet. Is working from home not working for you? It's time to ditch the kitchen chair. The Office Outlet is the only locally owned Laurel Diamond showroom in mid-Michigan. We offer a great selection of affordable new and used office furniture that you can try before you buy. With more than 2,400 Laurel products to choose from, we can help customize your space to meet your unique needs. All of our new products are backed by Laurel's warranty, so you can rest assured your investment is protected. Laurel products offer high quality and design at a more affordable price. The office outlet is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Our showroom is located at 516 North Arch in downtown Lansing. Ozzy, the official jeweler of Sparrow Stout on Sports. Kitty corner from the Frandor Shopping Center with such convenient parking. But maybe you need some consultation. You can call Brooke Humble and the staff anytime at 332-7900. Every day is a special day at Ozzy Jewelers, the best jewelry store anywhere we say in Michigan, let alone the mid-Michigan area. The number again, 332-7900. For that special occasion at any time, Ozzy Jewelers to the rescue for you. The Lansing Sports Commission is your resource for sports tournament and event planning in Michigan's capital region. As a full-service sports commission, they work with you on every aspect of your event, as dedicated to its success as you are. Greater Lansing, so convenient to reach and easy to navigate, the region is full of well-equipped, lodging, first-rate athletic venues, entertainment options for the team, and so much more. No matter the size of your event or the sport you're coming to play, you check it all out with the Lansing Sports Commission for your next great event. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The best barbecue in our area. Brisket, beef, everything under the sun. Smoke and pig barbecue on West Saginaw near the Lansing Mall. Brian Torok says, hey, we've got our trailer that'll go to all the special occasions, maybe yours at any time during the year. And the sports bar is within a year old now with many big screen TVs and all the mouth-watering menu items for you at any time of the day or night. Go to the website for smoke and pig barbecue for any special occasion. Treat your friends and guests to the best mouth 
watering barbecue anywhere. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built. In Okemos, for more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design-build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design-build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. Dean Transportation is hiring school bus drivers and service technicians to support Lansing Schools and Ingham ISD. Bus drivers started up to $22 and competitive wages for service technicians. Dean has immediate openings and provides CDL training with increased earning pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours and more. Dean Transportation is the career choice for you. And you can apply at DeanJobs.com and start training for your next route. One of the great success stories I've seen in Lansing business through the years is the growth of Desmond Ferguson's Moneyball Sportswear, founded in 2002. The former standout area basketball player already has a gorgeous store in the Meridian Mall and his new headquarters location now at 927 West Saginaw on Lansing. It's up and running. Moneyball outfits hundreds of athletic teams worldwide, and its athletic leisure wear draws rave reviews. If you have questions, call 393-0763. You're a winner when you outfit your team or yourself in Moneyball Sportswear. Way to go, Desmond Ferguson. Moneyball, the only way to ball. This Lenten season, you're looking for a fish fry tomorrow. Well, a couple that we recommend in the East Area, Williamston, Berkshire Inn, all-you-can-eat fish, 4 to 10 tomorrow. And they're looking for help in a pro shop this coming golf season. Melissa will help you on both ends there, 655-4694, Berkshire Inn Fish Fry Friday. And also Coral Gables, Grand River East Lansing. Uh, for whatever it's worth, you want carry uh, carry out, dine in, 337-1311. And don't forget as well, Lake Lansing Road Mobile, beautiful day for a touch-free car wash, right? Uh, that gets you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas across from the Eastwood Town Center. Their service base will service your vehicle Monday through Friday when you call 484-2300. Sports fans unite. Let's go! This is the one place you can call home for all things sports. We're the game. 7.30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studio here at WVFN Radio. Nice to have you with us wherever you are around the area. Brett got a couple of emails. Do you have any? Oh, you got a Brock's got a pure green Smith tree golf breaking sports moment. Way to go, Ryan Brown. He is tied for 20th right now in the first round of the Cognizant Classic. This is the old Honda Classic in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Three under par through 14 holes. He is tied for 18th right now in the first round. They're about halfway through the first round. Half the field's out right now. Chad Ramey, fellow American, is seven under par through 16. Uh, so there you go with that. Ryan Brem, three under par through 14. That would be, what, three under 68 if he can finish, if he pars out. Because PGA National in, uh, in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, is a par 71. All right. The former Michigan Stater, Ryan Brem, having a good first round. And 
uh, to, get, to keep his card uh, after this season. He he needs you know he needs a big one. What he finished twentieth, I think it uh, was at the Hawaii, the Sony, whatever he won a hundred some thousand. No, uh, where, where did he finish twentieth? Farmers, he, farmers, farmers, insurance. farmers. That's yep, where he Tory Pines. All right, there we go. Uh, but before we get to all the emails and bath, Blake's up next on the Culling Water Hotline on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Good morning. Morning, guys. Yeah, I heard Izzo. I saw him his post game uh, her outside the locker room interview. We all know who was asking those questions, and you could tell Izzo was just well. He said, "Go ahead, ask me the question. Go ahead, ask me. Come on, that's what you're doing." But anyway, also you named a bunch of guys this morning: like Hauser, Winston, and Valentine, and all those guys. All those guys had bad games. I mean, none of those guys played perfect games every game. They all had their share of stinkers. I mean, look at uh, Green cost us a Final Four. Down in Indy, I was right there. He misses a layup against Butler with like ten or eleven seconds to play, and we lose. So you know, it's I know it's easy to look back and tell these guys were just so great and they never made any mistakes and everything's perfect, but they weren't. They weren't even close. But I like the roster on this team. But like Izzo said, standing there, you got to make shots. I mean, when you're wide open, you got to make shots. Doesn't matter who you are, who you're playing. Um, and just the last couple games, they just haven't been shooting well. But well, I what he said, yeah, the one thing he said yesterday that caught my attention. I mean, there's there's all this discussion about who should have been on the floor. Which, whenever you lose, that's going to yeah. be dis- But like he said, you know, our shooters went six for twenty four. So yep. when your shooters go six for twenty four, you might lose the game. I mean, he's right about that. If they only go oh, nine yeah. for twenty four, but which is a very good. But if your shooters only tw- are shooting twenty five percent, are they that good in the first place? Well, but, when's, ask the, that yeah, but when's the last time they shot six for twenty four? Yeah, yeah, no, no. They they've been throughout the year for the most part, other than a couple bad stinkers. They've been pretty pretty good. I mean, what Aikens had six or seven in a row one night and. Uh, Walker's been really solid all year from the three. I think he was at 40% at one time. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to have stinkers like that. And then the next night you might go out and not miss. It's just basketball. It's, they they were telling me at out. practice yeah, last week, a friend of mine, thanks, Blake, there was a guy Brock at practice last week. He called me from practice. He says, I've been here 40 minutes and there hasn't been one single shot that got missed. And I said, that's not a good thing to hear because they'll start missing him when that was Ohio State. Fred's at practice yesterday. He said they didn't miss a shot while I was there. Did not miss a shot while I was there, but were they contested shots? Well, I wasn't there to watch. Oh, okay, but, all right. You know, Fair when enough. you throw Fair it in enough. the basket and you throw it up there and it goes in. But the question is, can you do that at Purdue this Saturday? And that'll be a big issue. Uh, I one way or the other. Thanks, Blake. Okay, I got emails here for you. Yesterday we were talking, I guess pro and con. I mean, about the the Lansing School District has made a huge issue, a deal. Uh, to proclaim that its 76% recent graduation rate is a record for the district. Then some people said, is that too low, too high, whatever. Hi, Tim and Brock. Below is one of several examples of academic excellence within the Lansing District. And Kelly Christofferson, a 2010 Lansing Eastern grad, she was one of 23 MSU alumni distinguished scholars her senior year at Lansing Eastern. Currently, Kelly Christofferson is a policy and budget analyst with the United States Budget Office. Unfortunately, the Lansing School District does a poor job at promoting their students' successes beyond sports. I remember Kelly Christofferson covered her when she was in high school. Good basketball player. Uh, and and in, in that regard, I agree that you would think that anything that is positive, you need good public relations moving forward to accentuate those who do well 
because of the education they remember, got. Remember Robert Ray, who was basically the last guy on the team for the great Sexton teams, 2011, 2012? He's a doctor now, and he, he had like a 4.16 uh, grade point average going uh, as a sexton. I think he was a he was either the valedictorian or the salutatorian, and he's a doctor now. And you don't hear much about him. The only reason I remember him because uh, you know I covered uh, that team when uh, Coach Valentine was coaching them. This email, Tim, you missed a good one last night with Caitlin. She put on quite a show. Hit a three-point bomb in the opening seconds. Hit her first five shots. Four of them were threes. Scored Iowa's first 15 points. And the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper had three writers at the game. Uh, I wonder how many will be at the Big Ten tournament next week in Minneapolis as well. Uh, I have a question for Comp, so when Comp gets on, I'll ask him. Okay. Uh, Tim, uh, Governor Whitmer should consider removing two Michigan State University trustees because of the report that was released yesterday back to the board by the, um, by the law firms that were investigating the conduct last fall and before that of the Michigan State Board of Trustees. Boy, did I hear about that ever since it came out yesterday. So if you missed this, I don't know how many hundred thousand the legal fees are for an investigation of the conduct of a couple of the MSU Board of Trustees who, you know, basically were accused of behavior issues by one of their own. So hundreds upon hundreds of thousand dollars later, the report comes back that says it's going to Governor Whitmer with a thought process, words to that effect, that she should consider terminating two of the board of trustees. To me, and I said, don't hold your breath, that won't happen. There's no way, my bit, just a prediction. It's not political. I'm just telling you, I don't think the governor is going to change those two. I don't, they could have done a lot more and I don't think they're gonna get changed. However, if, you spent hundreds of thousands to have an independent investigator tell you you got two that should be removed or you should carefully consider removing and you're not going to do it. Then what in the world did you spend all that money for in the first place? If you weren't going to take their advice to begin with, why would you spend all that money? And I always say over here, when I ever hear go green, go green, go green. I never think of it in sports terms anymore, to be honest with you. Sad as that is, I just think about the money that gets wasted over here with absolutely no Drives you nuts, Tim. With no, account about, with talk no about accountability. We talk about it all the time. I mean, I would, I would personally ask the governor, then who's going to pay the bill if you're not going to take the recommendation from that law firm that you paid to get an invest independent investigation in the first place? Uh, there's a question toward that end for Comp. He can give his own two cents worth when we come back. If we find him with a Culligan MSU recruiting report as we move on to hour number three. I don't think any time you change anybody on the MSU Board of Trustees, you're going to get much criticism from the general public. Because how many people out there, generally speaking, in the general population in a divided world think the MSU Board of Trustees serves in the best interest of the university? And we're right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. 11% off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um. Sports talk and the best play-by-play in Lansing. It's just what we do. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Starring the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Give him a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Now, celebrating his 30th anniversary on the radio in Mid-Michigan, here's the Dean himself, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning brought to you by Capital Region International Airport. We love to remind you that it's so convenient when you can fly Lansing first. Lansing is proud of the airport and the growth coming and continuing in 2024. We'll keep passing on the new routes to you. Aveloair and Aveloair.com with discount tickets, Lansing, Orlando and back Sundays and Thursdays, Apple Vacations, Google, Apple Vacations, nonstop, Lansing to the Caribbean. We always appreciate Thursdays when we get a few moments of super expertise from the best covering Michigan State. Uh, SpartMag.com on 3.com. That's where you find um, all the staff and uh, Jim Comproni of SpartMag.com. He gives us our Culligan MSU recruiting report. Morning, Jim. Tim, how you doing, man? I'm Good still thing. trying to gather some information here. I hope I'm not a little bit disheveled, but uh, it's great to be on your show. Thank you. I don't know why this email came to you per se, but it's headline question for comp. So to get it out of the way on my phone, Tim, can you ask comp <laughs> if he's read the most recent report, RE, the MSU Board of Trustees, and his thoughts? I value comp's opinion. And ultimately, the board has great influence on athletics. As an alum, I find the Board of Trustees embarrassing to the school. And the most recent report further cements the Board of Trustee members only have their personal interests in mind. Okay, I can erase that. Now I've asked you. Yeah, I've read part of it. Um, I focused it on pages 38 and 39 because that's where a lot of um, seems some... Some back channel. I don't know what the word would be. Um, politicking was taking place. Um, alleged utilization of media uh, to do some things. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we've we've seen, we've heard of things like this on the board for a number of years, right? <clears throat> there, um, it's there's there's a lot of. It just seems like there's a lot of, um, um you know. Uh, Usually, you're not at a loss for I, I, words. I, I'm trying to be, be careful here. I'm just, uh, you know, pacts that are made and people that um, get on your side and my side and how we're going to vote on this and what are we going to do to get rid of this person and all of that. And it's just um, more of that, except no, you know, it's still allegations, I guess. But um, um, just some of this, you know, I don't know if scheming is the right word that takes place, but. Highly disappointing. I mean, these people are elected and appointed to oversee a university, and they're trying to smear one another, kind of, um, or take out the president, whoever the president is, with with this situation and that situation. Very disappointing. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to what I said on the show a month or so ago, and what I've said a, a lot of times that yeah, it, it's bad for Michigan State, but Michigan State does not get to choose its own board of trustees, just like you and I. We do not get to choose our parents. Um, they don't get to choose. The university does not get to choose these people. It's the political parties, both of them, that put these people on the ballot, 
and then the public votes for them without knowing who they are, and they usually ride coattails, coattails as to who wins the election at the top of the president or the gubernatorial election. So it's up to the two parties, Republicans and Democrats, to put better people on the ballot so that when we vote and we don't know who we're voting for, at least the responsible people. That would be my, my statement on that. Right. Well, there's a new president that takes over on Monday at Michigan State. How much he gets involved in the athletic department, the athletic issues, <clears throat> in a variety of different ways, I guess all that remains to be seen, right? Yes. And I, I think that what, that person was, uh, you know, involved with athletics at North Carolina. And there will be a time period of getting to know the coaches on campus, and I'm sure everybody will be collegial, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, what do you make of the current state of Michigan State men's basketball? Um, lost for words again, you know, Brock. Yeah, you know, they, they've lost four games since January 11th, and it's not hard to find out to pinpoint why they lost. I mean, the Iowa game, the Minnesota game, at the free throw line, 7 out of 14, 7 out of 18. You could overcome those if you are better in some areas, but Michigan State's not good enough to shoot like that at the free throw line and beat even, you know, bottom third teams in the Big Ten. Tyson Walker, you know, his shooting's been up and down. He's giving everything that he's got, but he's not quite um, improved a lot on what he was last year. His scoring is up, you know, 14 points to 18 points. Three-point shooting last year, 40%. This year, 37%. You know, shooters are going to be up and down just in general, but, you know, he goes, uh, you know, one of six from deep against Ohio State. Two of those were open in the last eight minutes that really could have changed the trajectory of that game. Ohio State played pretty well. I just reviewed it again last night. Um, so you lose four games, Ohio State, Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Lost four games out of the, in the, since January 11th. Wisconsin was pretty good back then. But in those games, Walker and Aikens were 8 of 24 from the field, similar to what they were against Ohio State, 6 of 24. So shooting, you know, as you've always said, it's a, it's a make-or-miss game. Part of, part of that is making sure your team gets good shots. Some games, like against Wisconsin, Michigan State had trouble getting good shots. Against Ohio State, Michigan State did get good shots, missed them. And that's part of the random nature of college basketball across the country. We are seeing ups and downs from everybody. Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, wild fluctuations up and down. You look in the, in the top 25, you'll see Alabama in there with eight losses. You know, Michigan State, what do they have, 11 losses? I mean, Alabama lost to Ohio State. They're number 14 in the country. The difference between being number 14 in the country and being on the bubble right now is really thin. And when the tournament starts, if Michigan State makes it, I still think Michigan State is going to be one of about 35 teams that can make the Final Four. I mean, last year, San Diego State made it. They were good. Florida Atlantic made it. They had a good record. I didn't think they were very good. I was courtside, watched them against Memphis in the first round. That game was garbage. It looked like an NIT game. It was the worst-played NCAA tournament game I've ever seen. I've probably seen 200 NCAA tournament games live. Florida Atlantic, they go out, they beat Fairleigh Dickinson in the second round. Somehow they beat Tennessee in the Sweet 16. I hear Tennessee didn't shoot well that game. I've, I've wanted to go back and watch that game for the past 12 months. With still curious as to how Tennessee lost to Florida Atlantic. Then Florida Atlantic squeaks by Kansas State, whom Michigan State had in overtime. Florida Atlantic makes the Final Four. 
I didn't think they were very good. And this year, their preseason top ten, they might not make the tournament. Florida Atlantic was one of 35 teams probably last year that could have made the Final Four. They made it. Michigan State could have made it. Overtime, Kansas State didn't quite make it. Miami made it. It's going to be the same thing this year, 30 to 35 teams. If Michigan State can get in there, um, they're capable of, of doing some damage. However, these losses are making their second-round opponent, if they make it that far, more difficult than it would have been if they'd have won these two games and maybe cycled up to a number six seed. Now, the situation is this. They're still trying to get some late-season development, obviously, from Xavier Booker and Jackson Kohler. Those two guys, you know, Kohler coming back from his injury still has the capacity to be to improve here in the next three weeks. Um, had some struggles against Ohio State, made a real nice shot in the post, looked the most comfortable he's looked in the post all year. Nice shot. They had him play in defense on a four, playing defense on a power forward. Kohler I'm talking about. I think that's the first time in his career he's played defense on a four. Uh, you know, that, that, that was during a stretch with about 10 minutes to go. That part, it's, it's experimental, it's developmental. We know Booker at his first start did some good things. I'll say this about Booker. Um, he's a lot better than he was three weeks ago. I could expand on that more. Last week on the final forum message board at SpartanMag.com, I posted that Xavier Booker just had the best practice I've ever seen him have. That was last Thursday. I was not stunned that they started him, not stunned that he played pretty well. Uh, he's gotten to the point now that he can be functional and and provide some some positives here and there. And you and I can talk a little bit more about the big controversy as to the, the playing time and how that was allocated now that I've uh, talked too much. Sorry, Tim. Well, uh, do you have a hunch on what you might expect to see most likely at Purdue Saturday night? That's going to be tough. You know, Purdue, Michigan State's lost by double digits there a number of times in recent years. Um, Michigan State, I think... I think Michigan State could play well and lose by eight or nine, and they would be happy to harness that type of game. Potentially, potentially they could play well and lose by seven, eight, nine, something like that. Question is whether they can harness a good B plus game against Northwestern and at Indiana to try to get up to nineteen wins. I'm thinking they need nineteen wins to be safe as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Tough time maybe to be playing Purdue. Everybody knows that Purdue has had some stumbles this year, but not at home. And in terms of pure matchups, it'll be difficult to deal with Edie, of course. I, of course, I would imagine they will start Sissoko. I thought Sissoko was pretty solid in the last eight minutes of the Ohio State game. He's in there to play defense and rebound. Did a pretty good job of that. They were solvent in, in most areas. They needed to get offense from the other four, and he's a garbage guy. You can't expect him to be Elijah Wan or Patrick Ewing. You need offense from the other four. The other four on offense did not come through. Sissoko, I thought that was the best Sissoko has played since before the Minnesota loss on the road when his grandmother died. I think that's the best he's played his role. And um, so I'm expecting that he would, he'll start against, against Edie. And Michigan State's going to need all five of his fouls, all five of Kohler's fouls, all five of Cooper's fouls. When Northwestern beat Purdue earlier in the year, it was at Northwestern. Northwestern has three centers, and they used 14 of their 15 fouls to get that done. That just gets you you know, in range of having a shot at them. You know, Izzo made the point yesterday in practice, talking about a game they beat Purdue two or three years ago, when they let Edie have his 35, and they just focused on everybody else not killing them from three-point range. So Michigan State's going to have to make a decision. Do they single cover him and let Edie get his 30 and try to get out on Miller and, 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 and Lawyer and those guys? Um, 
or do they double team and try to rotate out or a combination of both? And if one doesn't work, you go to the other and, and take your chances. And then hope you've got your A game on offense. No, I would expect Purdue to win this game, Tim. Would you be shocked if Purdue wins Saturday night that Michigan State struggles and loses either one or both next week against Northwestern and at Indiana to end the season? No, I wouldn't be shocked with anything. Like I've said on this show and other shows, this season has been like herding cats. You cannot herd cats. They will not be herded. This team, trying to get them um, all on the same page has been a struggle. Sometimes they've been a little bit out, out to lunch here and there. Um, I think there still is some confidence, and there's pretty good togetherness. Izzo said back in October that leadership has been uh, a struggle. They don't have that from the guys that are supposed to be their best players in terms of keeping guys corralled. So um, that continues to be a, a work in progress, and you're going to need um, you know, a unified collective effort, and I think they can get that. I think this team does not want to go down as a team that, that, that uh, fails at the end and, and breaks, of course, the, the, the consecutive NCAA tournament streak. So I think the level, level of motivation and desperation is going to be there. And it was there for most of the game uh, on Sunday against Ohio State. I thought the effort was good. One of the things, when you change the lineup, then, then the, uh, the starting lineup, then the rotations change. So Booker plays at the beginning with Hall. They both played a long stretch. I think the opening stretch went five-plus minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they both have to come out. So who are you putting, putting back in? You could say, well, you could put one of them back in because some teams play 40 minutes with, with certain players. Michigan State's never done it that way. They've hung up eight banners by playing hard trying to play in transition, and if you have transition in the counter break and you lead the Big Ten in fast break points, guys are going to have to sit. So Hall and Booker sit. So now that they're going out, they come back in with Cooper and Sissoko. Now you've got two centers in the lineup at the same time. They only played those two together for two minutes, but people have treated that lineup like a pinata the last few days, but that was just two minutes with those two guys. So when your, your lineup has Hall and Booker and they both go to the bench, now you're bringing two pigs in and then your uh, rotations are changed from anything you've done all season, those things change. So it's late in the season to be experimenting. They're not only experimenting, they're searching and trying to get some late-season development, and they are seeing it in Booker. He is so much better than he was three weeks ago and incredibly better than he was four months ago. I will say this to you, Tim Stout, that after about one or two weeks of practice this week, I pulled Izzo aside, and Booker was, was, he, um, was horrific, a very good player, good kid, has his head on straight. He's working hard, good kid. Um, October practice, after a couple weeks of practice, I, I saw one practice, then seven days later saw another one. He was so much better than he was in high school. So much better from last March to now, uh, to, to, to October. He had improved so much to the point that he'd become horrific. And I told Izzo, I said, you and the coaches are not going to get enough credit for the progress you're making with Booker because he's improved so much to be the point of being horrific. That was in October, November. Then in December, he improved to the point of being bad. And then in January, he improved to the point of being not ready. And then in the last three weeks, he's gotten to the point that he's ready. They have made drastic improvement with Xavier Booker. And the people that are saying that he should have been playing more, this is not the Xavier Booker that was on campus in November, December, January. This player right now is way better than he was then. This player could not have done this in December. This player could not have been playing in December. But he's getting to that point now, and they've done a great job with him. And it seems to me that Booker understands that as well. So that's what I have to say about Booker and the progress they're making. But they've only got three games left, and 
The question is whether he can continue to make progress. Can you get to the point where you can finish a game with him? That's next. Last game against Ohio State, it wasn't quite comfortable enough to try that. I will say this. Back in 2003, Michigan State got late-season development out of nowhere from a guy named Erasm Lorbeck. Um, Paul Davis and Maurice Ager also came out of nowhere as true freshmen. I think that can happen with Booker. He can continue to go from here. And even though Kohler's a sophomore, he's been hurt all year, he can take it up a notch also. So this team still has a ceiling of potential. We've not seen it yet. They've got a lot of work to do, but they're running out of chips at the table. They cannot afford to lose many more games, Tim. All right, Jimmy, appreciate it. That That's very thorough as usual. It's smartmag.com on 3.com where you'll find all the expertise. When we talk next Thursday, we'll be down to one regular season game. We'll get caught up then and we'll go from there. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate your time as usual and all your expertise. And I will say that in all due respect to Booker, who I am impressed with as a young man, he is a worker and uh, he's headed in the right direction to his credit. I use those adjectives just to let the fans know what was going on. Nothing against him. Much respect to him. Good, Jay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. We take a quick break. Another guest coming up in just a moment as we roll on. Stay with us on this beautiful day in mid-Michigan, and you're listening to the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. A high five to Dewey Brampson's three great area restaurants of different offerings. Beggar's Banquet, Abbott Road, East Lansing, off the Main Strip. A superstar in the area since 1973. Great happy hours from 4 to 6, Monday through Friday, with a wonderful wine and beer list. Great for private parties. The Nut House, downtown Lansing, across from the ballpark. Michigan Avenue, any great gathering is there for you before or after big events. And the Harrison Roadhouse, Michigan and Harrison in East Lansing. A bustling bar and grill with hearty pub grub and a whole lot more. Those are the great... Great three from Dewey Bramson. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw in East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get an attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law we hardly endorse Andrew Abuda Bood Law 332-5900. Candy Ford in Charlotte, the home of the greatest deals on wheels. They've had that slogan for years and years, and it just keeps getting better every single day. John Dykstra says it's worth the drive, okay? Down I-69 from the Lansing area to Charlotte to see the deals they have for you. They'll get you the best deal you can possibly find on a Ford vehicle new or used. And if trucks are your thing, okay, Candy Ford is home of the greatest Ford trucks that there are available. You're always ahead whenever you choose Candy Ford. Worth the drive to Charlotte for sure. Mindy McIntosh is the best we have ever seen for offering retirement advice, and now she has written material for you to study. Go online, retirereadymichigan.com, for your Retire Ready Toolkit, featuring her book, Cultivate Wealth, by Mindy McIntosh, CEO and founder of McIntosh & Associates. Again, the number for you is 989-455-7678, or online, retirereadymichigan.com, from Mindy McIntosh, and she is the best. The game, 730 AM. This day in sports history. February 29th, 1972. Aaron signs a three-year deal with the Atlanta Braves that pays him $200,000 per year, making him the highest-paid player in Major League Baseball at the time. Two years later, Aaron became baseball's home run king when he broke Babe Ruth's long-standing record. In 2013, Alex Rodriguez earned $29 million, making him the current highest-paid player in MLB history. This day in sports history on the game, 730 A. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company Schroeder Homes on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan, we believe, continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. Mid-Michigan Tax and Accounting is moving to a new location. The number is the same, 694-9545 for Deb Alderding and her staff to give you the best tax and accounting help you'll find anywhere. The new address, all right, is located on the north end of Lansing near State Road. 15851 South US 27, Building 20, Suite 21. And if that's too much for you, call and get the directions. 694 9545, a new location now for Mid Michigan Tax and Accounting. Our friend Val Orlando has done so well with City Limits in Mason, right? Well, he also has an all state insurance agency that you hear us talk about uh, all the time. He has a new location now with same great service. Stop in and say hello. The new all state office next to the Secretary. Terry of State's office on Cedar Street and College Road, just off 127. Call for information on all state insurance options at Val Orlando's agency at 969-5300. That's 969-5300, Val Orlando's Allstate Insurance. You always have a great time at Scott Berman's One North Kitchen and Bar, 5001 West Saginaw, Lansing. It's in the old Reno's West location. Dine-in or curbside service, all the info at onenorthdining.com. Or call 901-5001 for any special event. Open 11 to 11 and then till midnight on Friday and Saturday. A casual and entertainment-based environment where your gathering will have a great time every time. That's One North on West Saginaw in West Lansing. And don't forget, for the best real estate help anywhere, we always highly recommend the Munn team to help you as they've helped thousands through the years. John's cell phone, John Munn, 881-6623. Jan's cell phone, Jan Munn, 282-6781. From Munn Ice Arena to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game, 7.30 a.m. On the go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Brock, did you know this is American Heart Month? Are you aware of that? And we have one day left because today's the 29th of February. And it's a day that only comes around once every four years. Leap Year Day. But yeah, I, I did know that earlier this morning. Today mm-hmm. is American Heart Month. And if you didn't know it, Michigan State University Healthcare provides sports performance testing for heart and vascular needs. And in high school and pro sports, they need clearances to play. Well, you can get tested at the MSU. Healthcare Center for Heart Needs, and they're coming to the forefront here during American Heart Month. On the other end of our line is Dr. Huiting Chen, okay? She's a, a vascular surgeon at MSU Healthcare Surgery, and this could be an issue for athletes moving forward in which MSU Healthcare would like to help uh, athletes in a variety of ways. Morning, doctor. 
Good morning, Tim. Thank you so much for having me on your show on uh, this very special leap year day. Yeah. Why is it that I only know about American Heart Month on the last day of the month? Is American Heart Month something that has some kind of history to it at all? And, uh, you know, heart, uh, heart health is obviously a big deal. And it's obviously a big deal for young people, athletes, people alike. You can never have too much heart health, right? Sure, I agree with you completely. Um, well, it does come around uh, every February. I, 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 I'd like to tie it into Valentine's Day so that everybody can, can help remember that uh, when you see all the hearts around, that it's not just for Valentine's Day, but for Heart Month, too, so that we all get the, the reminder to, to make sure that our hearts are working in, in the best function that they can be. So it was a big deal to us to have an expert, okay? Uh, you know, we've had peak performance, and Jill gives us some things about therapy and all that. But we're talking here with a doctor about sports performance testing and who can receive mm -hmm. sports performance testing. I thought you'd be the best uh, analyst for this, the best expert <laughs> to help us in that regard. Great. Glad, glad to talk about it. So sports performance testing is testing that's focused on the needs of high-performance athletes. Um, if there's any specific concerns regarding their health, and in this particular case related to their cardiovascular help, health. Now, typically when we think of athletes, they're, they're healthy, um, far healthier uh, than the vast majority of us. Um, but there are times where um, they need to have their um, cardiovascular um, system looked at. Sometimes that's related to having uh, clearance to, uh, to continue to play. Now, um, ever so often, there's also um, conditions in which some athletes are at higher risk of having specific um, cardiovascular um, conditions. Um, in high-performance athletes who are usually pretty healthy, these are rare, um, but they're worth mentioning because um, if you don't screen for them, then um, you're, you're uh, missing a good portion of the population that needs to be looked at. Um, some, in some patients, um, especially those who um, are fairly uh, tall in stature, um, a genetic condition called Marfan's can lead to some pretty um, substantial uh, cardiovascular conditions, and that's um, something that's typically uh, screened for. And um, in uh, mostly runners and other um, high-performance running-type sports, Popliteal artery entrapment syndrome is a is an operation that uh, that I uh, perform um, in order to address that condition, which I'm happy to talk about uh, in a little bit as well. So, Doctor, I don't have this in my notes, but I know how parents are. You got parents with kids that are just getting into high school mm -hmm. sports. Well, you can't go to practice; you get a physical. Generally speaking, right. are the physicals that kids get for high school sports thorough enough, or? You know, on the hard end of it, you know, every now and then you'll hear of a tragedy where, sir, where an athlete just collapses out of nowhere and dies because they had an enlarged heart or something like that. I guess where I'm going with this, mm -hmm. how do you know when a sports physical for a high school team is adequate? And how do you know that's all fine, but I think Johnny or Susie need to get much more cardiac testing mm -hmm. than what is normally given? Sure. That, that's a long question, but I think sure. you get my drift. Yes, it's a it's a great question. Um, typically, the uh, sports physicals are are pretty thorough in the sense that they're looking uh, specifically at checking certain um, certain aspects to make sure that the athlete is safe to perform in their particular sport. Now, if they ever pick up on any murmurs, any irregular heart rhythms, or any family history um, uh, or personal history of, of concerning um, findings then there are other tests that can be performed. The uh, MSU cardiology 
colleagues here perform specific tests like EKGs, electrocardiograms, um, echoes, and stress tests if uh, those are needed in order to uh, further uh, delve into um, any of the abnormal findings. And just so I plug their names as well, Dr. Georgia Bella and Dr. Charles Hong are the uh, cardiologists at MSU that perform um, those tests. But even like even so older adults who want to get in shape, you see people every day on the rural roads and elsewhere, you know, jogging or walking or whatever. I would, is jogging for someone, generally speaking, a little more stressful, more dangerous than just casual walking? And toward that end, for people who just start exercising, who are old, more, you know, more older in life, is it better that before they just start jogging to see how I do, that they should get cardiac tested in advance of that? Or isn't it quite as important as it might be for younger people with more active sports activity? Well, I'd say in that sense, certainly the, uh, the older an individual is, the more likely there is uh, a risk of having some of the, the risk factors that have built, built up over the course of a lifetime. Um, plaque, um, atherosclerosis, et cetera. Uh, I, I think it's, it's always best practice to, if before starting a new um, uh, form of exercise, to make sure that that person talks to their, their personal doctor, their family doctor, um, just to make sure that uh, any kind of risk factors get highlighted and looked into further uh, before any sort of vigorous type of exercise. Typically, I would say walking pretty safe, um, you know, light exercise, fairly safe, but there are some folks who have higher risk factors than others. So it's hard to make a blanket statement, but uh, older is certainly higher risk of uh, of, of having more heart disease. Right. We're talking with Dr. Huiting Chen. Sports performance testing available at the Michigan State University Healthcare Heart and Vascular Center. And doctor, like it says here in my notes, the healthcare center provides sports performance testing for heart and vascular needs and in high school and pro sports clearances needed to play, get tested at MSU Healthcare. So how do people do that? Well, so the best way would be to um, have the uh, personal or family physician um, put in a referral to MSU Cardiology. Um, that'll specifically go again to uh, Dr. Hong and Dr. Rabella, and uh, and they will uh, help to coordinate those efforts for uh, for the patient to be seen by them. And uh, cholesterol is an issue here too, isn't it? It's amazing to me through the years, and I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but it appears to me that through the years, the uh, uh, medical care cardiac-wise appears to be dramatically improved through the years as people get tested on a regular basis, where if they have heart issues, those can be addressed medically for the most part. Another awkward question, but you get my drift. Right. So, there, so the screening has become um, far more uh, nuanced and finessed over the years. And we also know far more what we're screening for. Um, there are also um, new medications that are um, on the market that can address not just kind of your day-to-day -day, um, high cholesterol, but those with um, familial high cholesterol, those who, folks who are doing everything they can to, to live a healthy, active lifestyle with good, you know, uh, food uh, intake modifications who still have high cholesterol. There's, it's, it's not a lost cause. There are uh, plenty of um, um, treatment options for those folks as well. So it's not necessarily that uh, any person is, uh, is not, not doing anything right or not doing all the right things. Sometimes you are doing all the right things, and we always say it's, it's hard to outrun genetics. 
Absolutely. But there are ways this can all be treated. And again, the MSU Healthcare Center during American Heart Month wants to remind you that for this kind, okay, of sports performance testing, it's available in a variety of ways at the MSU Healthcare Center. Amongst the doctors there, we've been visiting with Dr. Huiting Chen, a vascular surgeon at MSU Health and Care Surgery, okay? Sports performance testing is available for you at the MSU Healthcare Heart and Vascular Center, which is extremely advanced, great for our community and certainly a wonderful addition in a variety of ways. Doctor, I certainly appreciate your time. Keep up the great work. Say hi to your uh, colleagues there at the same way. You got our phone number on that. If there's anything else we can pass on in this regard that helps athletes, helps people in general ways, be sure and let us know. Thank you, Will Do. My partners, Dr. Jordan Epper and Dr. Judith Lynn, all three of us are readily available for any vascular surgery concerns as well. Very good. Thank you, doctor. You have a great weekend and American Heart Month, okay? You've been notified that there's there's help from the MSU Healthcare Center. Uh, we'll get, take a final break. All right, Culligan Water Hotline is open for you at 342-63. The reminder is the driven collision story of the day, the 10 Mid-Michigan District High School Boys Championship Basketball Games are, this is the eve. They're on deck tomorrow night. How will they go? You will hear Okemos in East Lansing, 7 o'clock tomorrow night here on WVFN from Mason High School. 128 Boys District Champions will be crowned this weekend and move on to the regionals next Tuesday and Thursday. This is the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up after we're done here in about 20 minutes, it is Mike Greenberg, ESPN Radio. Then at 3, it is The Huge Show. And then at 6.45, we got uh, Detroit Red Wings hockey hosting the uh, New York Islanders tonight at Little Caesars Arena. That's 6.45 here on WVFN. On WGIM AM 1240, senior night over at the Breslin Center, Michigan State women's basketball hosting Illinois. That's a 7.45 uh, that uh, broadcast time with Dalton Shetler. And that's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WV. If you can't imagine a morning without pain, the highly skilled specialists at Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine are here for you. Sparrow is the largest orthopedics and sports medicine program in mid-Michigan, offering a range of services, including trauma, rehabilitation, surgery, and joint replacement. And the Sparrow team is nationally recognized and certified as a Blue Distinction Center of Excellence. Their physicians have great experience treating athletes of all types from high school to the pros. You can learn more about the leading edge medicine. Go to sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. The Emerald, one of the great public golf courses in all of Michigan, just north of St. John's. You make your plans for 2024 now. You want your outing at the Emerald for 2024. Choose the Emerald for your next special golf event and let their staff show you what a golf outing is about at 224. 6287. And the Emerald is a great place to host your social events from intimate gatherings to parties and receptions. Jay and Katie Eccleton will take good care of whatever you want any time of the year at the Emerald. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with non-stops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the non-stop trips to the warm Caribbean, non-stop from Lansing. 
Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Michigan Plumbing, a leading provider of plumbing, drain cleaning, and water heater services to homeowners in the mid-Michigan area. And you can get an expert in your home free for an evaluation. Call 322-2994. 24-7 emergency plumbing and drain services for the entire mid-Michigan area. All home plumbing emergencies, all makes and models of equipment. What a great company it is. Michigan Plumbing. And they're right when they say we exceed your expectations. See for yourself. Michigan plumbing today. If you're thinking about home renovation or adding or changing a deck at your home, you want Custom Built in Okemos. For more than 15 years, Custom Built Design and Remodeling has been the leading full-service design build remodeling company in mid-Michigan, and owner Michael Flory has built it from the ground up over the years. If you're curious about what the difference between a general contractor and a design build company is, you got to Google Custom Built in Okemos to see all they can do for you. We swear by Custom Custom Build in Okemos, a great renovation company. All right, as we roll on here, don't forget Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland. The entire family created them for convenient in-and-out service right away. There's no waiting for the most part. Although they've been busy, busy, busy for the last few days. And ASAP Printing is the official printer of the Sparrow Stout on Sports at the Okemos and Jolly Strip Mall. Their 30th great year. It's their anniversary. Posters, signs, and everything in between. 349-7300. If it's printing, you want ASAP Printing in Okemos. Best in sports now, talk now, now. now on the only station serving Lansing with the best sports talk for 30 years. The game, 7:30 a.m. On we go from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. I have more emails. Brock, Tim, and Brock. If you were born today on a leap year day, when is your official birthday those other three years? And does it mean that Denny's only honors the free Grand Slam birthday breakfast once every four years? That's something you'd know. I think it would be March 1st. Why not February 28th? Because it's not 365 days. You have to go past it, so it's 365 days. I mean, I'm not going to argue with yeah, you. Yeah, I think, I think it would be March 1st. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody that, uh, although my French teacher when I was in high school had her first child on leap year day in 1992, which is pretty wild. This email, Tim. Even with just a 17-11 and 11 record, Michigan State men's basketball is 19th on Ken Palm 
which is basketball's version of hockey's pairwise. So MSU is still well in the tournament based on one of the key metrics the committee uses. The next best Ken Palm rating for a 17-11 and 11 team is Minnesota, rated number 65. I've often wondered, how did Michigan State at 17-11, and 11, because how many, what's their best win? I'll, I'll Probably throw, Baylor. I think Illinois is a better one. Oh, good one. Okay. Although that was at home at Baylor. On a semi-neutral court. Semi-neutral court at Little Caesars okay. Arena. And I think they did get Baylor at a very good time. Well, Baylor didn't even want to be there. They didn't even show they, up at the yeah. start and didn't want to be there in the second half. I mean, you could tell this was not exactly uh, the final four for Baylor. But don't take anything away from Michigan State because they blew nope. about 88-64. to 64. Right. Uh, now, the question becomes is... You know, usually you say, well, State's going to be favored in that one, that one, that one, that one. It's potentially possible State could be an underdog in its final three games, depending on how it's definitely an underdog for Purdue. Right. But depending on how that game plays out, it's conceivable that State could be a slight underdog at home next Wednesday against Northwestern in the home finale. And depending on how that plays out, conceivably could be an underdog slightly at Indiana on, on Senior Day. On Senior Day on Saturday in Bloomington. Uh, I mean, most recently, Indiana won at home over Wisconsin this week, 74-70. And Northwestern won on the road last night at Penn State, 67-62. They were behind for a lot of that game. But Northwestern looks to me like they're serious. You know, they, they got were, their 20th win winning at Maryland. So now, they're well, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. They're just playing for seed pretty much now. What would you make? The line for the Purdue-Michigan State game won't be out uh, Probably until Saturday, Saturday morning because right. the game's at 8 p.m. on Saturday. And, you know, it, there's so much variation in here because to me that could either be a close game or, I mean, I, I suppose you could say it could be a blowout. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I would make Purdue a 10-and-a-half point I would favorite. go a little higher than that. Uh, and I, but you're in the neighborhood, the, at least in I mean, my opinion. I, I anyway. mean, I'm guess, I, what I'm saying is that's not what I'd make, and I'm guessing that's about where it's going to be. And then if it was 10.5 or 11.5, where would you go with that? I, I, I just think there are a lot of variables in there. I mean, do you say to yourself, if you were going to, any bear in the United States, if you were going to bet the Purdue-Michigan State basketball game, I think you have to ask yourself, well, you know, what is Michigan State going to respond to after the way it played at home last week? Now it's going on a road. Mm-hmm. And when people say, well, you know, they haven't won there. I, I don't think a lot of that history necessarily has much to do with this game coming up. I don't I don't buy all the history all the time on some of this stuff. I think the reason Purdue, first of all, it's a home court sport, and Purdue is arguably the best team in the Big Ten. Well, they're playing at home. They haven't lost at home yet. But does that mean they can't lose at home? I mean, I think I, I think you can lose at home. I, I don't know what my problem is. But with then Pur- you say all the time it's a home court sport. It's a home court sport. Yeah. But, I, I would say, but I, then here's my other problem. Why is it that I think that State can't be that bad? Why do I think that? Well, here's the thing. When teams well, are, a week ago or whatever, what do you think State was going to lose at home to both Iowa no. and after they did, they're going to no. lose at home to Ohio State? Who no. thought that? No, no, who, the greatest analyst in all of basketball. Who thought that was going no. to happen? No, nobody. So, but it did. It, it did, and that's when I said, and I've said this quite a few times. We in the media, and I, I guess the fans, overrated this team from the start of the season. They started fourth in the country. Then lost to James Madison, and then lost to Duke and a couple other teams. 
And then uh, they started the season, Big Ten season, 0-2. And, and I'm like, man, we overrated this team. They're, they're not even the fourth well, best I team in the Tom Big Ten. Well, I think Tom would even admit, although I don't want to put words in his mouth, that the consistency issue, there isn't one of those players who's a key player there that you can say that player is consistent night in and night out. The closest is Tyson Walker. Yeah, but he isn't shooting well. Yeah, and well, I, 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 yeah, I just think fair. his yep. injury yeah. has, uh, has affected yep. the way he's played. It's like Comp just said he's he's shooting less from three point than he was a year ago. But if he didn't have the injury, if he didn't have the groin issue, he apparently has. You know, would his his shooting percentage be? I mean, six for twenty four is catastrophic and almost. I mean, I agree with what Tom said. Yeah, all these people are arguing about Sissoko and and. Uh, Booker, Booker says, right. like he said, our shooters went six for 24. You're going to look, but we only lost by three, and our two shooters went six for 24. And I said, he's right. If you go nine for 24, you if you go eight for 24, we'll play overtime. Eight for 24 is 33%. And that isn't just three, that's every shot. So when you, when you shoot that poorly, and that's the thing to me, which is a huge, just like it is in golf, putting in golf, you can't tell from one day to the next whether they're going to go in or not. Now, that said, Ryan Brem now is kind of come. That's the bear trap in the final three holes at Palm Beach, where the Honda Classic. They got a different name for it now. The he Cognizant was, Classic. He was three under through fifteen. Then he made a bogey one on seven. So he's playing the last he's hole. He's playing eighteen right now. He is two under through seventeen. They're about halfway through the first round. Okay, right so now. what place do they have him listed as? A T thirty two. But see, they but like Brock says, and it's always true. Even when he gets, you got to play two rounds. You got to make which the, has been an issue for him. It's just been being an, honest, and it's issue for a lot of these guys. Oh my struggle. goodness! I mean, they can occasionally get one in there, and then either they got off to a bad start, can't rally enough, or they get off to a good start and can't build on Chad it. Chad Ramey is leading at seven under par. He shot sixty four. He's done him for the day. So there you go with uh, that. All right, uh, we have the Red Wings in action tonight. They're cool. at home, going for their seventh consecutive win. They're home against the New York Islanders. Same lineup as it's been the last few games, except uh, Alex Lyon is is in goal. I mean, Reimer started the one in Chicago. They'll win that tonight. Well. Put them down. The Islanders I hope, won't be. In I hope you don't Detroit. put the Dean curse on. No, there's no shot. Well, well, no, there is a chance. There's just no shot. There's a chance. There's just no shot. Uh, the Spartan hockey—they're off. They're—they're they're gone. They're off to uh, Madison. That should be a flying sun, today, right? Sunny flight. The charter left or was supposed to have left at about twelve thirty. So they go over there, spend the day over there. Michigan State baseball—I didn't know that he was in Greenville, South Carolina. Bust an hour and a half to Athens. Beat the heck out of Georgia last night. Busted back after the game nice. back to Greenville, South Carolina to forty-five degree weather there. I thought, you know, why is it just automatic when you're in that part of the country for spring college baseball? It's going to be seventy-five and sunny. It isn't. Not uh, but they don't play again until they play tomorrow. They play Florida State there on Saturday, so that'll be a better test, perhaps, as opposed to some of these non-conference games that uh, that are played. Uh, what else do we? We don't have any. Oh, we got the women's basketball game at home on WGIMAM 1240, but not till eight o'clock tonight against Illinois. They'll beat them by at least fifteen. They'll beat them by a minimum of fifteen tonight. Then they're going to win at Wisconsin Sunday and go to the Big Ten Women's Tournament next week at 22-7. and seven. And what seed is that for them? Fourth? Probably, Noel. They need Nebraska to lose their seat regular season finale on Sunday. If that happens and Michigan State wins out, they'll be the four seed. But they're very likely to be the five seed because they'll lose the tiebreaker to Nebraska because they lost to them here back in December. Now, whether we get any, uh, I'm waiting to see what kind of video. The NFL Network is covering what the combine in Indianapolis, and that's with all those Michigan guys. Michigan, Michigan, 18 Michigan guys, a record number of Michigan football players at the combine. There's one 
Michigan State player. That's uh, Nick Samash, the uh, the um, center, center offensive center. Uh, that's it. The rest of them are all Michiganders, uh, Wolverines, national champ. They're there. Uh, trying to Harbaugh said he had twenty NFL draft guys. Eighteen of them are at the combine, and that goes through the weekend, right? And all the NFL coaches, so. all those guys around, I can't see the clock because of what you got there, so I don't know how much longer I got to go because I got a minute and a half, all right, before I get there. Tomorrow night, high school basketball, the district championship game. Oh, it's a big one. Uh, tomorrow night, third time they've met, Okemos and East Lansing from Mason at 7 o'clock tomorrow we'll night. We'll hit the air. Eric and I, Eric, Doc, Love and I will hit the air at 6.45. But also tonight, the final night of the regular season for girls' high school basketball, I will very likely go to Portland at Williamston, a battle of league champions. Williamston won the CAAC uh, Red. Portland shared the CAAC White Championship with Lansing Catholic. So there I'll you very go. likely go out to Williamston for that one. So tomorrow we obviously are previewing a huge weekend because tomorrow is the first day of March. You can officially say that March Madness officially arrives tomorrow. Uh, and it starts off with a big weekend as well because the State Boys High School Basketball Tournament it was one week earlier this year than it usually is. And we have that. We have ESPN radio programming coming up next. Huge is on at 3. And then again, the Red Wings tonight here on WVFN, MSU's Women on WJIM AM 1240. You've been, and I'll see you at 620 on Channel 10. Fred's got the late sports tonight on Ryan Channel Brown 10. Ryan Brown finished two under 69. Way to go, Ryan. Do it again tomorrow if you can do it. For Brock, I'm Tim. You've been listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 730 a.m. You're home for the local sports programs in the area. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long. I'm Will Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Thursday, February the 29th, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fmins.com. Coming up, MSU head basketball coach Tom Izzo on how the game has changed. Just like your favorite sports team, you need a solid defense to protect your home and business. Whether you're tackling unexpected accidents, fouls, or fumbles, the Heartland Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance are on your team. Visit the Heartland Insurance Agency today at heartlandinsurance.com. That's H-A-R-T-L-A-N-D insurance.com. Today, an audience question from this past week's Tom Izzo Show. 15 years ago, or even 10 years ago, you brought a kid in, he came to Michigan State. That transfer portal has changed it where now a kid comes in and either he doesn't like it or he's not getting the publicity he wants, and, and those, they're not bonded like it was. You know, the same guys that came in as a class, went out as a class, played as a class. The, that's, to me, that's where the game has changed. You know what's ironic about that? I think there's been a combination of things, and that has been one. But the other thing that's hurt our whole country, if you ask me, is the COVID thing. And I say that because, like, I think my, I think the seniors and the fifth-year guys went through a year or two where we were masked up. We uh, we had to get tested every day for 130 some days straight. We we were allowed to uh, practice with them, no meetings. If we did meet, it had to be in the gymnasium. Then they went back to their apartments. Everybody else was off campus. And I think it taught them to be siloed, you know? 
and people have been siloed and we've got to get back out of it. So it's ironic you said that because last night I called Jeremy Fears at about late and I, uh, I said, uh, I want you to have the four freshmen, all four of you over my office at 10 o'clock. And, and then we changed it to 11 because I had some meetings, but I spent an hour just talking about what Steve Smith uh, told my team the other day, what Jay Wright, he talked to my team and told them, because coming from someone else, it's important, and their message was, you're playing for every player that ever played here, you're playing for every alum that ever went here, you're playing for your own family. Um, we have to get back to that. And we've been brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.